Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Let's get the pumping. Does anyone really care? I know Clip said he, he packed us in, so I'm just glad that I can prove Clip wrong. So know your role. If you a star, be a star. If you a role player, you be the best damn role player there is. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And also watch the show and chime in on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can be a part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns. Otherwise, right here on YouTube or Facebook Live. A lot of guests to get to on today's show. We'll talk some baseball, golf, and more with Mike Mullis coming up at around 325 in hour number one. Also in hour number one, we'll go live to the beach, talk to the scooter. Scott Rogers live in Clearwater, Florida. ECU gets the day off today after winning on Tuesday. They'll be back in action at the AAC tournament coming up on Thursday. We'll talk to Scott Rogers about that coming up later on in hour number one. Jeff Charles, the voice, joins us in hour four, in hour two. We're only going to be here three hours at four o'clock in hour two. Uh, we'll talk to Jeff about what's going on in the world of sports. Patrick Mason will talk some pirate baseball with us coming up and MLB at around 4.30. And at 5 o'clock, Stephen Igo hoist the colors. will be right here inside the Pirate Radio studio. Shirley Rhodes is here, Chandler Honeycutt as well, and CJ Schaefer. And joining me in studio, I've not seen this guy in a while. We've never seen his face. But today, we will be unveiling the face of one Wager McGee who uh, wants to come on, talk week one college football lines. We'll look at NFL and give us a slide on in, and we're going to see this mug. And But I got to tell you, it's very underwhelming. <laughs> You're like just a regular white guy. I know. How about that? I, so, that was, uh, so much for diversity. I was hoping for a lot more, to be honest with you. But welcome nonetheless. <laughs> Me too. And uh, it is very odd to see you on this side. Uh, usually I'm looking into your face because you're on the opposite side with the hoodie on but you have decided to uh to show the world the face this is what it looks like this is what a wager mcgee looks like ladies and gentlemen i just forgot my hood so th- yeah this feels this feels unnatural are you there. okay bright lights in your eyes i don't know maybe yeah yeah that's, that's yeah we'll, we'll get through it we'll get through it maybe and- the one and only facial exposure we never know so hey but you know what i, I think one facial is enough yeah, uh, I think yes. it's time to call it a day after the first one. Okay. Um, so it is May 25th, and you have a full page of notes for week zero and week one. It, I mean, Circa released them Sunday, I think, after PGA Championship was over. Um, probably kind of surprised everybody, I think. I think there were some numbers out there and, and guesses on games of the year. But, yeah, released zero in week one, so kind of glanced at it a little bit but then really looked at things the last couple of days and 
Yeah. I, I mean, love it. No better Let's, time to talk about it. No so, better time. I think I, I think I saw two, maybe yesterday, it's, it was 100 days or less than 100 days. It depends on what day you recognize college football oh, starting oh, we're, until the season no, starts. We're counting it down here. Tomorrow will be 100 days from East Carolina, NC State, Yeah, which means tomorrow will be 93 days away from week zero. I, I don't know if I'm going to recognize week zero or not. So oh, uh, we're not going to we're not going to bet on it. We're not going to watch the games, gamble yes. on it. Okay, yeah. fine. We're going to bet on it. All right, well, we're recognizing it then. <laughs> but I'm just saying that I don't recognize that as the start of. I understand. I, it, I think it it's is, that, that first Thursday. It's almost like a different sport. Yeah, especially at 7 a.m. on August 27th when Northwestern and Nebraska are playing in Ireland. Oh, is that? Oh, well, that's. I mean. It's actually worthy, I guess, of, of recognition right there. 7 a.m. We get a Big Ten game? Get your Premier League, get your Big Ten game mm-hmm. in Ireland, and uh, there you go. I, I don't know. Is that the best week zero game? Vandy, Hawaii? Oh, I like I like anybody against Hawaii. So, yeah, Vandy's, uh, Vandy was a favorite in that, right? Six and a half on the island? All right. We want uh, people to – people want to hear about East Carolina and NC State. So – you yeah. don't have the Bible yet. Phil Steele has not come out yet. No, that's it's without. If people think of just you know steal other people's material, you don't so. steal steel. You do your own we research. Steal, but we we respect. We love steel. Absolutely. Um, NC State, a, an eight point favorite over East Carolina at a sold out Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. So how good is State uh, when you look at what they have coming back? Obviously Devin Leary, but what else? Well, I I looked at because I was telling you without. Without Steele, I was kind of looking at returning starters, but what I found was returning production, which is probably a better thing, right? So it's who some actually, starters don't produce. Yeah, some starters don't produce, and then other other guys, I guess, that maybe got to start late in the year and they're they're coming back, but um, but didn't have as big of a role as what I was thinking. So NC State, I mean, it's I, I think the you know the bandwagon is going to be pretty full on them this year right because acc is sort of open i think everybody expects clemson to be back there but again because of last year wake and pittsburgh right nc state could win it um so i think they're they're going to get a little bit of backing and and this the opening week they are but they're 12th in returning production uh only 37 on offense where they were solid is they're six in defensive production coming back now ecu solid too they're 40 45th overall pretty balanced 57th on offense 38th on defense i know we hate unders here so both teams really kind of returning the majority of defensive guys a little bit week one i saw the total at least posted yeah at circa 58, was 58 and, and a half. half i saw it was down to 57 i think already and we said eight. <laughs> i love that people are moving lines oh, already well nc state was eight it's up to 10 already and i thought when 10? i saw yeah, yeah. Hmm. When I saw seven and a half, eight was the first numbers, and and that told me I thought right away instead of Vegas putting it seven and letting public decide this, they were seven and a half, eight. They were trying to draw some ECU money, so I kind of thought that they were probably a little bit scared that they were going to get hammered early on by by a few sharps for well, NC State. We're also going to see these polls come out and rankings, and NC State's going to be top what fifteen? Yeah, ten, maybe. Not yet. Maybe I, I think the interesting thing will be, you know, are they, you know, well, by default, you would think most Clemson's probably going to be picked to win it, but 
NC State's going to be close. I mean, I don't think NC State will be preseason pick for ACC. But when the public starts seeing those numbers, it That's, would yeah. probably make people bet more. the number's going to go up, right? Yeah. And week of, I mean, when the public – this is sharp money that comes in right off the bat that's moving these things. So when public money comes in late, it may not necessarily move the line that much, but you would think that people are going to see when NC State's you know, either picked or right there to win the ACC – all these starters back and definitely you would think there's going to be a lot of public money coming in plus the last time they played i know it's a different situation and only matchup that the coach houston has had with nc state nc state won 34 six so people will look at some numbers like that yeah last two I, meetings have been lopsided yeah. and you know mike houston's first game was the last meeting uh, as the head coach of the pirates the the previous one we didn't have a head coach. Scotty Montgomery was fired. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they had an interim coach for that yeah. game, David Blackwell. East Carolina kicked a field goal at the horn mm. to avoid a shutout. So, uh, shout out Jake like Verity. 52-3 um, or 55-3 or something. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who doesn't like all these numbers and us talking good about state, and that's state fans. <laughs> they hate this stuff. They are they're terrified. They'd much rather be laying in the weeds than getting all this because – I mean, there is a phrase, NC State bleep, that oh. nothing good can happen to NC State, especially when they're supposed to be good. So I love it. I, I hope we get all the state accolades preseason we can get uh, heading into this game. Yeah, I I think it's going to. I mean, and again, everybody, I think, you know, Sharps like them. I think public will like them. People are going to remember what they see last as well. You know, obviously the draft, you had some NC State guys that went early in that. So, yeah, it, I mean, who knows anything about ECU in the public? If you're just a casual fan and better. So if you like ECU, wait. Just keep holding on. You're going to be able to get it. It's going to keep going up and up. It's not coming down the other side. So, I mean, it's already up two, two and a half points since they released it a week ago. All right. Let it keep on going up, folks. But if you like the total under, though, go ahead and jump on it because that's already moving down. Again, we talked about both sides being really, really good returning production on the defensive side. That really tells you how – much this is life to people or business, whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah. that it's may and the numbers have already moved like two when it comes to the total and the the spread i love that's it. crazy it's great um are you moving numbers you already got some stuff no i didn't i didn't move <laughs> okay. my, my bets don't move those numbers. you're not a number mover no uh all right what is the best matchup of week one this year there's some of those primetime games i mean i think Clemson, uh, that's not it. I mean, Florida Ohio State, State LSU. Yeah, Florida, Florida State, LSU. There's Ohio State, Notre Dame. There's some mm-hmm. name matchups like that. Um, and an interesting one, Georgia Ooh. plays Oregon, and the Oregon head coach is Georgia's defensive coordinator, plus Bo Nix is there, offense coordinator, right? Defense coordinator, but he hired Auburn's old uh, offensive coach or quarterback coach, so Bo Nix is there. It, it's... I mean, there's some name stuff. I don't know. I like uh, Cincinnati, Arkansas. Now, Cincinnati That's could be game. taking a big step back. I got to be honest. I don't know what's behind Ritter and what's behind all those corners. Probably really good corners. Uh, but is that at Arkansas? That's well. It's either neutral or at Arkansas because they were listed as the home team. So I love I, that. Was one of the ten that I wrote down. I love Arkansas in that game because of not only losing Sauce, the other cornerback. Cincinnati lost their leading tackler lost their leading pass rusher um and now their return they're 115th out of 131 in returning production so a lot of losses on defense and offense big on the defensive side and then now they're coming in having made the playoffs they're coming in with a target on the back right for an sec team that gets to measure themselves off of it i love what arkansas did to end the year last year 
I know they lost, you know, lost a key wide receiver, but they also, outside of Addison from Pittsburgh, probably the second best wide receiver in the portal, uh, Hazelwood from Oklahoma transferred there. And they also, they loaded up with five really good defensive starters, like linebacker Drew Sanders from Alabama, two guys from LSU, a cornerback from Georgia that's going to go in there and start right away. So not only like really highly rated, ranked kids out of high school, but guys that played, went to the SEC, played a year, did really well, and are going to step in right away in Arkansas. So Arkansas is going in with a defense that's kind of got loaded through the portal. They also picked up Cade Fortin as a quarterback from North Carolina as a backup because KJ Jefferson's still there. So Arkansas, hey, the, the SEC West, Alabama and A&M because of Saban and, and Fisher are going to look that, but Arkansas is kind of the, the team that I think that might be the second best team behind Alabama and that, hmm. uh, that side. Uh, worst game of week one nominee will be Friday night, 7 o'clock. Go out and watch your area high school game because it'll be better than Temple and Duke. <laughs> have you looked at the American top to bottom at all? I've, I have not. Yeah. No well, what are you doing? It's May 25th. Hurry up. <laughs> You're running out of time. We're shopping for the picnic on our cookout on uh, Monday before uh, before looking at Temple. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but Temple's going to be nearer at the bottom and Duke uh, kind of the same way, right? You would think so, yeah. What's uh, boy? This is a refresher course for me. David Cutcliffe's gone, right? Yeah, I can't even tell you who they hired. I would have to Google that. Let's up. play. Who is Duke's head football coach? Oh, I was having fun with that earlier. I had to look up a few. Hawaii was the one I forgot about. Timmy Chang. Still June Jones, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. They brought back the Timmy legend. Chang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike Elko is Duke's head football coach. Ugh. The old Elk, Big Elk. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. Uh-huh. I had trouble with Oregon today. That's why I had to look that one up. So. <sighs> Oregon. I'm going to say Rich Brooks. I already mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I go way back on my coaches. I got Carl Torbush at North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, you love Florida every year. Although, I'll give you uh, credit for this one. I like your reasoning. Utah, they were a disappointment last year, right? No, they made the Rose Bowl in that two that years great ago. game against Ohio State. Maybe it was two years ago. Or were they? did they get started off bad last year? I just remember totally canceling Utah. It might have been early I last you, season. I, you canceled Because they lost then, to BYU yeah. early in the year. Yeah. That's why I thought they did bad last year, because after that, like week two, I got rid of them. I mean, yeah, I think you, you lost out on three or four easy games there. So I give I up too quick. Yeah, I, I I mean, this one I remember. I remember Florida and Billy Napier. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, he, he was on the Alabama staff before he went to Lafayette, and Alabama's always prepared in the offseason and ready for week one, and he took that with him to Lafayette, right? They beat Iowa State last year. We were trying to remember who they played the year before that, and they won. They won, I think, as, as big upsets the last and played Texas really well in week two last year. So he just carried that through, really good offseason preparation. And... They get Utah in the Florida heat, Labor Day weekend, and Utah lost a ton on defense. I like that, even though Florida's a new coach, all that other stuff, new transition. He's bringing some offensive linemen, running backs with him. Um, So I like Napier in week one, and it's it's a pick right now to me. So I'll take that. That's a bad, weird trip for Utah, and you already said they struggled last year to start the season. And, again, are without some of that really great defensive leadership they had. So 2020 – Louisiana beat Iowa State. Oh, 2021, yeah, 
that they were a trendy underdog against texas and texas ended yeah. up winning okay. it was you know so we're wrong on that a little bit well no i remember i remember that game well last year yeah. they uh they'll hang with them so now so napier there at florida you really just like those mormon boys playing in the florida heat mormon's a little more byu i would not there i like byu going in season a little bit more in utah utah's not necessarily the mormon well who's there you know all this stuff what's at utah you know you're a religious expert yeah who's at utah (laughs) what What, they nice catholic boys or well yeah yeah. i mean provo (laughs) is more the center of that salt lake city is is i heard they're spreading though i heard it's spreading all over the country (laughs) have you watched under the uh what's it called under the banner of heaven is that the show on hulu i haven't watched it yet no check it out okay uh let's see oregon georgia uh who's your national championship pick this year alabama I think I might lean to Ohio State because they've got the easiest path and they're going to let Alabama Georgia fight it out. They got the easiest path, but when they get there, what happens? They've got the best offense in the country. I mean, USC is going to like take the spotlight away because, but I, I think that's going to take a while to get going out there with all those transfers in. But I, I did pull that up. So right now you can get Ohio State at four and a half or five to one. Bama's two to one. Georgia's three to one next best pick nobody else is below 14 to 1 and clemson is 14 to 1 which seems high oklahoma i mean big 12s clemson where they still have uh their quarterback that i love that stunk last year yeah but he's got a he's he may not hold on to that job they got a really highly talented freshman coming in um i just like ohio state at plus 450 in the you know they're closest if you look at them at four four and a half to one you know, michigan's 40 to one okay this is like a that. dumb question yeah. let's say bama georgia ohio state all have the same number beside their name who would you pick to win the national championship the same you're talking about like the betting number? same odds like are you taking ohio state because you get a little more bama's got the best defense of the three I think even now with all the Georgia losses and everybody coming back, Will Anderson coming back makes that you know a lock for Bama. Ohio State by far has got the best offense because Alabama, who knows, a bunch of transfer wide receivers. Right. UGA lost a lot on defense. New coaches there on that side again because he went to Oregon. It's Ohio State's the most stable. You like Ohio State? I don't. I usually don't like them, but man, they're going. That offense is what they saw in the Rose Bowl. That's that's what you're going to get a whole lot of. Remind this me of their quarterback stroud cj stroud oh yeah stroud's still there should be oh, I, I would say cj stroud and will anderson are the top oh, two did, heisman so were they in the rose bowl last year the utah game 48, so that's okay yeah. i do know that game because yeah. i had all of stroud's i pulled a wager mcgee <laughs> i had all of his individual props mm-hmm. and he hit them by halftime like y'all in fact i think he had a pretty slow first quarter yeah and then just went eight bleep and yep. was throwing touchdowns yards all of it i think utah was up 21 nothing or something like yeah that. and then all of a sudden he caught fire and, and then it wide was re- bomb bomb and like doug williams in the second quarter of the super bowl yeah the wide receiver had 320 yards receiving and three touchdowns was that Olave or the other no one? smith whatever i don't know how to pronounce his last name um hey they're they're loaded they've got more guys i think maybe they they caught a couple of guys in the nil uh transfer their their schedule is not I say not that difficult, but they, right away they start off at Notre Dame, but that's a you know new head coach, although I guess he was in place at the end of last year, right? And then new court, co- uh, quarterback and staff there at Notre Dame are some of the key guys, and they're laying, I think they're 15 and a half on that side. So. All right, let's do snap decision here. So who, 
we, we kind of talked about the atlantic the coastal changes every year who wins the who's your favorite team in the coastal acc coastal this year they all look bad man they all they do <laughs> i mean Miami they, good? they all look bad i don't trust them yeah. although new head coach right i'm not even sure who their quarter no that's right they found that quarterback at the end of last year but they're always going to blow a game they're not supposed to duke georgia tech no virginia's got a new coach right did mendenhall leave after last year he left yeah quarterback's back that i thought were were numbers 38 or 66 or whatever oh uh brennan what's his name he's back is that it yeah i see i I still see people even though pitt lost addison transferred and they lost Pickett. there's still a lot of people that are saying a majority of the rest of the guys are back for pitt and kind of like them well first of all the champion changes every year the coastal winner so it can't be them again so I, I don't know let's so go, you, you let's hate go this division let's go it's, everybody should hate that division are, are you willing to take state over clemson in the atlantic how about throwing a dark horse out there i'll take florida state okay not nc state i'll take florida state all right because I, I did have them we you know we talked about that well i think it was on my sheet we talked about it before we got on the radio here um they play lsu and the family in ah, week one yeah um 11th most experienced team third in returning production talking about florida state first time in six years they've had a quarterback returning norville's third year they finished they started zero and four but they finished five and three i thought there was about to be like a like a a mutiny with uh mike norville yeah Did i think turn that around they, well i think there's still a lot of people there that would love Deion sanders and with everything else going on there oh, with yeah. jackson state but he turned things around and they played really well at the end of last year five and three um last eight beat miami beat carolina right in the game and played clemson nc state and uh uh, florida tough in their three losses so um i don't know let's go uh let's go that off the board so um what's going on at auburn remember where they were going to get rid of their coach and like there was a smear campaign is everything good with harson there at auburn i don't know if it's good he survived though right yeah, yeah he's still there yeah they, they, that they, was a weird deal they though. tried to run him out yeah somebody yeah, he did and, he and the football girl yeah i don't know what that, that was rumors there was all kinds of stuff going they on. failed i think you know that may have been a situation where whoever they were targeting as head coach wasn't there or didn't want to step into it uh, um so unfortunately they held on to the but then bo nicks left and who knows whoever there we talked about south carolina a little bit i, I like that in week 113 and a half um uh, they were i mean oh yeah they got my guy they yeah. got qb1 spencer rattler qb1 plus the leading uh running back from wake forest oh uh, they beat uh what north carolina in, in the, the mayo bowl yeah dumped the mayo on the head coach and That's hit right. him in the head with the bucket um so beamer second year there defense really good on that side um i i i like them and i I even like the over a little bit in that game there too because they're gonna have to get you know rattler and the tight end and run back everybody kind of on the same page because week two they go to arkansas week three they play georgia so they may need to leave them in a little bit longer and even though some of us on this set like georgia state uh they did not fare really well in in uh early on in the season last year so all right, we usually allot an hour for you. I'm blaming you for springing this on me late that you were coming in. Um, you're, you're welcome to stay. Mike Mullis going to join us in studio next segment. You can hang out. Well, we can talk more. Uh, but real quick, tonight, Celtics, what's going on with that line as it has shifted to Boston on the road tonight? 
somebody likes uh, the Celtics with a lot of money out there, and it, this key, it's continuing to move. Celtics are now a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about heat injuries concerns, so it seems like the momentum's there with the Celtics. But these series have, you know, say zigzag a little bit, but I, I'm with you. I know you were saying you like uh, you like the Celtics. I think I do, too. I'm kind of just going where the numbers telling me to go yeah. at this point. So we'll see. Uh, who's playing hockey tonight? Avs, the Hurricanes. I think Avs closed out the, the Blues oh, tonight. Yeah. That's the only Minus game. 260. Yeah, puck line in that one, I guess. Get or maybe first, because Blues are going to have to come out and do anything, so they may... Uh, it may be a little bit loose coming out there. Maybe right. over. Well, uh, we'll see if you're back. Great to okay. see your face, Wager. Good seeing you. And yeah. uh, shout out, you ladies, because we'll finally get to see this mug. All right, we'll uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Mike Mullis will join us, and Wager may. We'll see. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J. says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, we will be at AJ's tonight, 8 o'clock, sports trivia. We've got NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and of course some baseball. I know my Braves taking on the Phillies tonight, so we'll have it on the TVs at AJ McMurphy's. Uh, They're showing an On This Day in Sports History on CBS Sports HQ. Reggie Miller with the game winner, uh, followed by MJ just missing uh, against the Indiana Pacers back in 1998. Uh, Chandler Honeycutt's here. Mike Mullis, uh, game on the line, five seconds left. Michael Jordan. Hmm. All right. I mean. You can't give me a. Curry. No, a bird. Michael Jordan. Reggie? Steph Curry's real low on that list. Michael Jordan. So who's higher? Um Vladi Divac or Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Man, you can't say he's real what do you mean well, real low? Real no, low he, in terms of his superstardom. It, I didn't even welcome you into the segment. So CJ, what's the correct answer then? You ask basketball questions and you expect me not to chime in. This uh, is like crack. So who who's your answer? <laughs> the answer is Michael Jordan. But I just don't think Steph Curry belongs anywhere in that conversation. What if you need a three? I would take Kyrie Irving. He's looking at me, CJ. I don't care. Can, Shirley, can you cut his microphone off? Uh, I, if I need a three, I got, I got to go Curry. All right. That's Especially if it's a three from with. half court. <laughs> yeah, from distance. No, he's he's confirmed. I'm going Damian Lillard. I'm going Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, Hold Jordan. On, who was the rifleman, Chuck? Chuck Person. Chuck Person. There you go. Start shaking, and he was he was yeah. One time he riled up Bird, and then Bird went off. So no Bird, huh? No Bird. No. I mean Bird's there, but I'm trying to think who who. Where did the cl- are there clutch rankings I can look at like all time? I'm sure somebody's done. Was it Kerr like a sharpshooter? Steve Kerr. Yeah. 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 Hey, in a big moment, I'll take Robert Ory, right? Yeah. Kobe Bryant. 
All right. Anyway, no, nobody mentioned LeBron James. No, and, and that to me is the tarnish on his legacy. Is when the game is on legacy the line. Legacy is ruined because his name was not mentioned. No, not because it wasn't mentioned, because he doesn't even enter into your way of thinking because he's not a dude that's going to win a game for you. In fact, he's made more game-winning layups than he has jumpers because he can get to the rim. I would bet he's got more game-winning assists than he has either because he would rather have it in somebody else's hands. MJ's got some of those too, kicking it out to Kerr and to John And, and the difference was he's drawing three every time. As does LeBron. I'm talking about from distance, from wherever. LeBron, no. They're not guarding LeBron with two or three guys at the three-point line with the game on the line. Yeah. Because they know he can't go, you know, down the lane. All right. Uh, great discussion with uh, with Mike Mullis. By the way, I'm excited about um, trivia tonight at A.J. McMurphy's. I really do look forward to every Wednesday. With it's the, fun, right? At A.J. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. We'll I think what. we need to implement the which we did last week the five second game. Yeah, no, we're not doing that tonight. No gimmicks, uh, just straight questions tonight. Yeah. But uh, well, we'd love to have you out there. Yeah, a little, got... little too late for me. I know, I know. Uh, we did enjoy some uh, some COVID trivia with Mike Mullins. Yeah, we did. We had we had fun doing uh-huh. that. Uh, hopefully, we'll never have to do that again. No, not not have to. If we decide <laughs> to do it, yeah. then that's one thing. That'd be a different story. Correct. All right, Mully Pirate Baseball. What number are we at now? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen in a row. And Chandler, you mentioned coming from behind. How many times in those 15 games have they trailed in those games? Well, in the past week, yesterday made a week since that. The, there was three games where the Pirates trailed, came from behind, starting last Tuesday against, against Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, you had that Thursday game against Houston, and then of course yesterday uh, in Game One of the uh, of the conference tournament against South Florida. How about Grand Slams, Molly, and back to back half innings? Uh, I've seen that. I've seen multiple Grand Slams in an inning, but those were uh, obviously you know the 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 Warrell was a big, I mean, huge, mm-hmm. obviously huge, and. Um, you know, just as big as his defensive play, uh, but I, I, and how that cat wasn't the player of the year, or at least uh, you know his his numbers in conference were right were a joke. I, I saw, you know what, and I didn't I didn't bring that up when it came out on Monday, but I saw somebody put just AAC numbers and what he's done, and uh, it has been phenomenal. And again, you had that throw which did make Sports Center, and yeah, I, I heard they called him Eastern Eastern Carolina. 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 Gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, we might as well get over that. My thought on that one, too, is, and this might be a very small part of it, but they have the the fat guys like me, like uh, Schwab, Stump the Schwab. Those are behind-the-scenes guys. They put the pretty people on TV. Right. The pretty men, the pretty women. We've got the knowledge. We don't have the looks. They've got the looks to be on television. You'd much rather see them on television than myself and Schwab. And I think that might have a little something to do with getting names wrong and things like that because these people are on camera, first of all, because they look good, not because they are sports geniuses. Right. Well, no and, and I think that probably lends some validity to why the effort was made to be rebranded as ECU so that the Eastern thing is not yeah. uh, not a problem anymore, kind of like you know, TCU. Well, also, TCU, else. UCF even. Right. Like, we've U- seen a lot of schools go to that. UCLA. LSU has always been LSU. Right. So, Nobody I mean, calls them Louisiana State. No. No. Matter of fact, when you call it Louisiana State, you're like, no, you mean Lafayette or... Raging Cajuns? Yeah, yeah no, LSU. Skip, oh, gotcha. Uh, Louisiana yeah. Tech? All right. So, 
Anywho, uh, but yeah, Bryson, awesome game yesterday, and you're right, great to see. I think the biggest omission is Jacob Jenkins Coward not being on any. I completely agree with yeah. you, and and well, and I think there were some guys that got on that were a little bit, yeah, you know, like that were, Cam Clunch, that uh, Starling hitting two twenty eight. Yeah, two thirty-eight, whatever it was. I mean, good, good for him, and I'm glad it worked oh, out. Yeah. But, but it's, but it's just kind of interesting how one decision's made and the other one's not. But um, who knows how that, you know, how that room was read, and you know, I guess what we have in common with, with, uh, you know, Clanch, could he go in as utility guy? But more time, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the arguments even made there, yeah. but, but still an impressive showing uh, with the postseason accolades for. Uh, Cliff and, and for the whole team and I mean again it's just we're spoiled in Greenville and now all of a sudden man I mean it's not out of the realm of possibility that there's a regional in Greenville I, I think it's a it, it is a it would the bubble teams lost in the first round of their conference playoffs so boom East Carolina jostles up to like 20 or maybe even 19 not ranking RPI but then you have if those things continue to happen, at least there's a legitimate argument that it that it that it could happen if the Pirates continue to win. I, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I was t- I was talking to my dad. I was telling my dad, and and I've told multiple people, but he's like, could they? You know, could they get one here? And I, I legitimately think they're like one weekend more of the regular season, away. or maybe maybe not regular season because it wouldn't help your RPI, but maybe one more of those those non-conference weekends with a North Carolina or with somebody away from legitimately getting top six. Clip, I don't know. I think it works out. If they if they run the table and win the conference championship... That'd be 18 in a row. Correct. I mean... You would have 43, 42. Yeah, 38 right now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... Man, that's a pretty strong resume. And the bad loss goes back to the first weekend of the year. Yep, and, but I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know. It's it's cool. I I, I think the le- the latest thing I saw D one baseball came out with an updated projection today after the first round of conference playoffs, and they had them going to uh, uh, UVA with Davidson and Campbell, I believe. Mm. No, no, Davidson and Coastal. Mm. So, um, but I, you know, who knows? I, at least at least we know that the postseason is going to happen as far as the, the getting into the regionals uh, and the rest of it will just kind of, you know, have to, we'll have to see where it shakes out. And you know what? For the first time, uh, East Carolina does have reputation on its side. Yeah. We do have history. We do have tradition. I agree with uh, baseball. So that's, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, going back to the all-conference teams, uh, talk to Ryder Giles, first team all-conference pitcher for East Carolina. No, he was utility. Said, is that what he was? Yeah. Okay, but it, which is but a, he's up there because he pitched. Correct, but it's a bit of a stretch. Even at, at like at what he played 12, 14 games at second base. I mean, yeah. shortstop hit in the two hundreds. Um, and I said <laughs> had two or three good outings in two or three. Yeah. I said Ryder, uh, Gavin Williams, Evan Krasinski, Jake Agnos, Ryder Giles, first team All Conference pitchers, right from East Carolina makes perfect. Sense. And he said fireballers, all of them, all every of them. last all one, hard throwing, yeah, big, get big breaking stuff. But that stuff you tell your kids and grandkids. I was first team All Conference. Oh, Look. but I, but I was but I, yeah, I was a shortstop, but I was a first team All Conference because I pitched. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> two way you baby, two way you. That's yeah. all, I mean, it's all you can say. Hey, I, we saw yesterday with Agnos coming in. Uh, they they still go by that, and they and speaking of pitchers and a guy we hadn't seen in a while. Cooch, uh, this is a, a good opportunity to get him in, right? Because 
I, I don't house money. You're not that. I mean, East Carolina is locked into a two, I think, at this point. I, I think one more win. Okay. But it's a good time to get Cooch in a game, get that's him a, some innings, I, right? I think that's up to Cooch. I mean, I think that's what feel they get from him and kind of where he's at. And yeah, for for the program and for everybody would. You I'm know, saying if he's ready, no, it's no, a good. Sure, if he's it, but yeah. the qualifier there is yeah. is if he's ready. And I, look, nobody would love anything more than to you know, Cooch come knock on Cliff's door, uh, you know, at the hotel tonight and go, go, hey man, give me the ball tomorrow. I'm I'm, I'm ready to go do it. I, I just you know, who knows where that is. And I, again, we can't. The fan base can't worry about it. They can't worry. You know, go with go with who you got. I, I and I, I've never seen a team have such success without any kind of really established rotation. I mean, I it's, it, there's That's no, little, there's just no, no telling who's going out. But I, you know, Clip, you start to get the feel like there's a little bit of Uh-oh. something special here. Like there's a little they call them a team of destiny. I mean, I, and I don't, I'm not ready to go there yet. <laughs> but it's certainly, um, it, it's certainly interesting. I mean, this it, it is right now. ECU baseball is probably the best story in college baseball if you look at it over you know the, the reclamation project that is throw out your powerpoint presentation of carson wisenhunt you know getting swept by bryant yeah you go uh, i mean you run right down the list of your starting shortstop is now your friday guy yeah the guy that you really thought might be friday or saturday and cooch maynard's been out for months your closer is now your friday guy right like, yeah i mean and yeah. you got a you got a in terwilliger you got a kid who came in uh you know as a uh, what is he fifth sixth seventh fifth, year sixth guy year, I mean, yeah. he's gonna leave here a doctor and he's you know and he's turned into a pretty good story out of the bullpen who by the way he can freaking swing the bat yeah he i mean to the he's hitting three, 333 on the year yeah and and look I, I i'm really surprised i it would not surprise me maybe it is maybe i should put it another way it surprised me that cliff hadn't rolled that cat out there in a in a dh role because he puts good swings on the ball He's ball hard. And he had a little, and it was very little, but uh, a bit of a heated moment with Cliff earlier this year. There was one time where Cliff went out to the mound, I think, to change pitchers, and it looked like the body language of Benny T didn't look so good. It looked like Cliff Gowan actually kind of gave him an earful. And those are nervous moments because you don't know how a guy's going to come back or respond. I love it when they come when it works out like it has here. Well, where, and I think what you see with, with, with Terwilliger is that he is a – I mean, he's a grown ass man. He is. I mean, he's he's, he's and I don't even mean size wise. I mean, what's he thirty? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. he's already pitched four years of college baseball. He was the donkey where he came from. Now he's asked to play a role. Uh, that that conversation is probably what led to other conversations uh, where Cliff probably reiterated, "Look, Paul, when you came in here, you came in here to play a role. If you want to play the role that that we've got for you, um, this might not be, this might not work out." Yeah. So it's Might either to find your fourth yeah, or fifth stop. That's right. The, the the portal's open. So I mean, I you know I um, it is the, and they, you know they're 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 fun to watch right now. They're playing with a with a with a little swagger and um, all of a sudden the things that were killing them early in the year, i.e., getting behind. Yeah, there's no fear. You know, we can come back. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Going back to the accolades and Carter Spivey winning pitcher of the year, you mentioned the stat from a few years ago. He had a what a 19.5 ERA to the one that he had this year that gave him the uh, the pitcher of the year, and that makes it back to back years that ECU has had a pitcher uh, a pitcher of the year in the conference with Gavin Williams last year. And now that I think about it, 
we've had what three pitching coaches in the past few years and then mm-hmm. you look about get you know gavin williams leaving for the draft last year you had the adversity at the beginning of the year with carson wisenhunt i mean the the weekend rotation you know going around and around like a uh, ferris wheel uh and i mean it's kind of remarkable to have back-to-back pitchers of the year when you look at the different coaching changes the adversity we faced this earlier this year uh, and for it to be Carter Spivey kind of tells you a lot about this pitching staff. Well, it tells you there's no ace in the American, not not a slight against anybody. No. But, but it, it, to have a reliever win it tells you they were lacking a number one. That ace was Carson Wisenhunt, who uh, – And I think Wichita hit. State maybe lost their number one guy. I think there were a couple. Maybe UCF lost the number one guy. So, I mean – If you give it to Spivey, you could very well have given it to Mayhew as well. I, look, yeah, I – it goes back to what we said weeks ago when we were talking about it, and my feeling then was that the conference was right for East Carolina to have an opportunity to do something, and I think that that all-conference uh, team reflects that they took advantage of their opportunity in a conference that's not quite what we've been accustomed to. Yeah. Molly, uh, we got to call Scooter. You want to hang out one more segment, sure. talk more baseball? All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Sky Rogers live from Clearwater, Florida. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, hey, did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming. By subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday coming up. Jeff Charles will join us, as will Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. We'll talk a lot of Pirate Baseball on today's show. Stephen Igo as well. Mike Mullis is here. The Chan Man in studio and joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line, the voice of ECU baseball, Scott Rogers. Scooter joins us live from Clearwater, Florida. Scooter, how you doing, man? Doing good, Cliff. How about you? Doing great. How was the uh, the weather? Were you able to enjoy an hour on the beach with the, the team today? Uh, I was able to enjoy more than an hour on the beach today, and I'll be heading over to Baycare Ballpark here in a few minutes to catch south florida and Tulane for a little bit all right uh cincinnati on tap for east carolina how about the rally yesterday scooter you call a grand slam in uh one half of an inning and the pirates trail and then uh bryson world makes that great play that sports center top 10 play he comes back with a granny of his own and east carolina doesn't look back from there uh what a and it's kind of been that way during this streak right a lot of ups and downs and east carolina finding a way to come out on top in the end yeah, absolutely. You know, what a crazy inning it was yesterday, like you said, with him giving up the grand slam and then Bryson World making that unbelievable throw to home plate to um, not allow that one run to come across and then him knocking the grand slam just a half inning later. But like you said, you know, this has been really the theme of this team 
throughout this winning streak. And you know, there has been a couple of wins in there where the Pirates have not had to come back. But for the majority of the wins, they've been comeback wins. And I think that's one thing that has made this win streak so exciting to watch. Molly, you uh, you brought it up last segment that, I mean, you've been a part of as a player and a coach, I'm sure, of teams that when they get behind, no panic, we're going to win, they believe they're going to win. You, that The team right now has that feeling in these games, I would imagine. Yeah, no, and I, I think one thing that the uh, team has has looked for all year is is that guy to follow. And I don't know what else Worrell can do to, you know, they, I mean, they, 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 they've got to be uh, you know, hitching their 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 wagon to that horse. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, and again, they're they're kind of playing with house money, and then go out and play loose, and know that that, that you know they've got a postseason berth, and uh, see how far they can take this thing. But uh, I think there was some math done that twenty three consecutive wins would get them to Omaha. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how appropriate, and and man, who knows? You know, who knows what we're watching? And and again, as Pirate fans, we've been spoiled, but this is a. Uh, Pretty special, um, pretty special deal that we're seeing w- with these guys right now. Scott Rogers joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Scooter, uh, any talk on who will be getting the ball coming up on Thursday? Uh, I have not heard of who will be a starter tomorrow for the Pirates. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what Cincinnati does as well because Bo Keithley threw a complete game hmm. against Tulane yesterday, so they have a full bullpen to go against the Pirates and also with, obviously, their starters, too. But uh, it would not surprise me if maybe a Ryder Giles gets the ball tomorrow for the Pirates or either Jake Hunter and maybe even Josh Gross, the way that he's been pitching lately, too. I think either one of those three guys would probably be getting the ball for the Pirates. You said it, Molly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know what's funny about that, Scooter, is that the folks at Cincinnati right now that are trying to pull their uh, scouting reports together are going, well, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Giles gets it or maybe uh, the Groves kid or maybe, you know, do, do we see – I mean, so that that's – that's kind of the, the the beauty in the mystery, which normally as a baseball guy, you know, you, you'd rather say no art, you know, our number two guys going and number three is going to be ready and whatever. But this this, this staff uh, just has a bunch of a bunch of baseball players, and um, but so I, I think that's uh, that's 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 fairly demonstrative of how you put that because I, I feel like the staff at Cincinnati is doing the same thing, and quite frankly, the staff at East Carolina may be doing the same thing as well. Right, yeah, and, you know, like you said, you know, it's a good thing to have, you know, so many options on this pitching staff, and you, and you never know. It might not even be one of those guys that we named. You know, you never know if Garrett Saylor could get a start or someone like that. You never know with this Pirate pitching staff. But, you know, it's like you said, there's so many options that the Pirates could go to tomorrow, but that's one thing because, you know, I think it's pretty much definite right now that East Carolina has the deepest bullpen in the American Conference, and that can only benefit you in a tournament like this. If the Pirates need a, a lefty, is Jake Kuchmaner available, uh, Scooter? What are you hearing about Cooch? Uh, I have heard that Cooch probably, they're trying to get him on the mound at some point during the American Tournament this week. Uh, not exactly sure when that will happen, but I think he probably will be going at least maybe for an inning during the conference tournament. Either they're, they're, he's really close to getting back out there. Uh, and, and Coach Gowan even alluded to that a little bit last weekend against Houston, and he said there was even a chance that he could have thrown an inning huh. in that series, but we never saw him. But I think he's very close to getting back out on the mound, and it would not surprise me if we don't see him during this conference tournament. 
Scooter and Molly, we're watching right now uh, Virginia and Florida State. Florida State up five to nothing in the third inning. This might be tough for you guys to answer, but how important is this for the Cavaliers to have a some type of showing in the ACC tournament if they want to host? No, I mean I, I I think right now it's so so. I saw a projection where the ACC may get eleven. Hmm. So, but as a host site, right. Man, I think it's all still so up in the air, and they're not—they're um, not so far beyond reproach. That I mean, I think they're going to host a regional, but you know, now they've got to be kind of thinking beyond that. I—I I mean, I don't think anything outside of the Tennessee and you know, there's a handful of teams maybe that kind of know pretty much where they're going to be. I, I think it's huge for UVA, and I, I mean it—you know—and uh, nobody wants to stumble into the postseason, and, and UVA has won baseball games. Um, they're not blowing people out. This is, this is a team that wins on fundamentals. This is not a this is not Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I you know I think it's I think it's hugely important. And and, and Florida State's most likely in the postseason. So I mean, it's the ACC is no joke this year. I mean, it, it it's they it's, have the uh, highest RPI ahead of the SEC. It's, it's yeah, it's it's a beast. Uh, Scooter, you got a great resource there with you with Coach O when it comes to talking tournaments, regionals. How about the the team itself? Cliff Godwin is such a focus on the task at hand control what you can control is there chatter amongst the players the coaches about seedings regionals host all that stuff i I haven't really heard much from the players and i don't think you are i think they're pretty focused on winning the american this weekend and uh they think i know they know how important it is to win the american this weekend and uh you know obviously just to boost that resume even more but i think they're they're, they know they're going to the NCAA tournament, I think, uh, but I think they're pretty focused more on what's at stake this week. Sky Rogers joining us. Scooter, uh, if East Carolina is not to win this thing, which right now all they can do is win, but who is uh, the other team to watch out for, in your opinion, down there in Clearwater? Who, who's the favorite outside of ECU? I think our the, the team that scares me the most is our opponent tomorrow, Cincinnati. Okay. So it's not just because of it's mainly just because of the way they hit the baseball and they hit the ball so good i mean you saw player of the year griffin there yesterday knocked two home runs against Tulane. uh in the other side of the bracket right now i would say that's probably either houston or ucf maybe uh well ucf got beat by memphis yesterday but that's a team that could come out of the losers bracket if you look at the american but i still think east carolina pretty much is the favorite in this tournament but cincinnati is definitely a team to watch out for tomorrow scooter we'll let you uh save up your voice have fun there in clearwater what's the plan for uh for the team tonight do you know i believe the team will be having dinner a little bit tonight i know they've already had practice this morning i think they got a little workout in as well but uh normally what it's been is you know they give them a little bit of an early dinner around six seven o'clock and it gives them a couple hours to walk around and enjoy the town a little bit and then uh curfews normally around 9 30 or 10 o'clock well i know you're pulling for a win tomorrow because that would mean you get a free friday in clearwater right absolutely and the yankees are in town to face the tampa bay rays so maybe be heading over to tampa tomorrow to check nice out major out. enjoy it scooter thanks for joining us man have a great call the remainder of this week and uh, we'll talk to you when you get back in town awesome clip thanks for having me on thanks scooter scott rogers joining us on the pirate radio live line so Molly, uh take care of business tomorrow you get another day off to rest and uh prepare for maybe a semifinal and a final so it's an important game against cincinnati tomorrow 
Yeah, no, they're all important, and you know, it's all the cliches, and they, they're cliches because they hold true. They got you know, it's game by game, and all of them are important. This is the postseason. That's kind of what it's all about. So, uh, kind of funny listening to uh, to Scott talk now. Uh, it, it's uh, it's it's his professional or his it's super Does it broad- make you feel old. It's but, but no 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 not at all. It's it's broadcasty like he's this weekend that you know it, it's it's uh, yeah it's it's pretty cool he's uh done it done a, a, a very good job this he year has. and i've uh i've really enjoyed listening to him and, and obviously always coach O and uh but yeah uh, and look forward to several more weekends how you feel about those virginia hats molly no uh, orange on well them? no i don't like them and and furthermore i've never seen a pitcher have hairpins to hold his hat on like this wilford kid does he's he's got hairpins on uh, right up front by the bills you know he's got Got a head full of air, so uh, interesting. Yeah, it's probably either that or it falls off every pitch. All right, so five anyway. nothing, Florida State over Virginia. Will on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck, Molly, uh, you probably unless you really can't stand a guy, I doubt you're sitting there hoping a golfer chokes on Sunday in a major. No, no, especially young guy. I mean, it, but it was it was very predictable. So we we had a pool. I mean that that worked out. Uh, Wait a and, minute! And I took JT. Hold on. I How took, do I get in this pool? I took with you? J. Well, uh, we'll we'll work on it. I took JT, uh, and it was it was just a three three guy pool. We actually picked golfers uh, on Saturday afternoon, and I said, "Look, I I really feel like JT is going to win this." And one of the one of the Saturday guys afternoon. Yeah. So what is he like? Three shots back? Or yeah. That yeah. Point? He ended up seven shots back, but uh, but one guy took uh, Zalatoris, which was one yeah. off the lead, and one guy took uh, Bubba. And so we knew we knew we were, it was going to be a two horse race because Bubble was going to spit the bit, uh, but yeah, it was uh, no to watch uh, uh, Marrera, Marrera, Pereira, Pereira, Pereira to watch him uh, hit that shot on eighteen. Man, I've got that swing. I mean, it was just an awful, awful golf swing, and you could tell everything was out of sorts. And he tried to catch it all up at the same time and just blocked it dead right. So no, did, did, certainly wasn't you know cheering for that to happen. It would have been cool to see him win, but. And the way it worked out was good too. All right, Molly. Anything else? Uh, no, I, you know what? What you got? Were, were you able to go check out local baseball last Friday night, Rose and Central? I heard it was a pretty yeah, good I, one. yeah. It was a yeah. So I was um, somebody was streaming it, so I actually was watching the East Carolina game and watching that stream. So, but yeah, I mean, it was a great ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we're just so spoiled in East North Carolina with the talent of of high school and collegiate baseball we have uh that's around us american legion cranked up i think they played their first game maybe monday night uh I, I, Ryan on the show. I, yeah i don't know that if it is. i don't know if it uh, got washed or not but um you know what clip there is one thing non-sports related i would like to say and 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 that uh with all the stuff that happened yesterday in texas um uh, the, the 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 polarizing nature of anything that happens that 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 we as a society try to take one side or the other uh, and make everything into a political or right or wrong. Um, I've thought about this a lot today, and obviously having children that are in school and a wife that teaches, and it's very concerning to send your family off into situations where you're not sure that they're going to be the safest in the world. But I, uh, in one man's humble opinion, I think we better start evaluating the mental health of young folks uh, that are coming through these couple years that COVID has created. Uh, so much isolation and so many things where it becomes easier to devalue the other person beside you because for 
you know, a year or 18 months, there might not have been another person besides you were in front of a computer and nothing, there was no interpersonal skills. So regardless of gun control, regardless of whatever, uh, my prayers and, and heart felt condolences go out to those families and all of us that are scared for our children every day we go to school but we better pay attention to what's happening in our own houses or we're going to lose this fight all right molly thanks for joining us man yeah man and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon mike mullis joining us today on pirate radio live we'll take a timeout. we'll come back jeff charles joins us on the other side of this timeout. more to go after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the Hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. You can order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. You can order a family meal that uh, that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clint Brock. All righty, Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Are you following all our social media accounts? If you're not, shame on you. I mean, you're not getting a Christmas card from me this year. Nope. I can tell you that much. Uh, Make sure you're following us Facebook, Twitter, the Grammy Gram coming up uh coming out very shortly we'll have some videos of bryson Worrell, zach agnos also lane hoover from today so make sure you're following those accounts you can see video from clearwater florida as we just talked to scooter live down there in clearwater east carolina will be back at it coming up on thursday what's the game time of that game on thursday i think it's one o'clock okay don't quote me on that let me let me Let's pull do it an back old double checker if we can because I was looking at the American website and they were telling me they had it, they had it broken down. Right, Chandler, you just sit still. I don't want you to do anything. Tomorrow we'll, we'll take is care of it. one o'clock. One o'clock tomorrow. Cincinnati. On the plus. Why you give me that look? Because Shirley was looking up the time. All right. Well, Shirley's doing a lot of things. Okay, Chandler, you're doing a great job in there. I right, thank you, CJ. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I just know that I, I don't want to tax you too much. No, no. You had to get your jab in, and you just got it in, so congratulations. Do you, okay. you just sit there and do nothing. Would it have been tough for you to find it, you think? Oh, God. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> but, I mean, that's why I didn't look it up, because it would have been tough. Okay, so if they win, win on Thursday, they will play again Saturday at 9 a.m. That's not a prize. 9 a.m. Yep. If they lose, they play tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, Friday at one o'clock. If they lose Thursday, correct. They play. Okay, got it. Ten four, ten four. All right, so there you go. Hopefully, everybody got that. You got that, Jim? No. <laughs> okay. If they lose, they have to play again on Friday. Correct. At, at one time? o'clock. One o'clock. One o'clock. Yeah. If they win, they don't have to play again until Saturday at nine a.m. And they play so oh, so the, early Saturday because day. if they lose, they would have to play again. They would have there, to play again. Yes. There could be two games on Saturday. There could be four games on Saturday. Potentially. Yeah. So that's uh, and then the championship Sunday on everybody's favorite sports network. ESPN, ESPN News. 
at the nooner. Well done. Chandler Honeycutt, ESPN News. <laughs> Sal Palantonio. I met him. We had, cool did you story. touch him? You touch him. I did. Nice. And, and Jaws. Nice. Double touch. Double man. double touch. All right. Have you touched Jeff Charles? I, plenty of times. I've touched him physically and I've touched his heart. He joins us here. He on... called me a jabroni one time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? I, he called me one as well. You were cause... also in that line of Target. <laughs> uh, let's visit now with the voice, Jeff Charles. Talk Pirate Baseball and more. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, how you doing today? Cliff, I'm doing great, and what a terrific comeback for the Pirates yesterday. What a remarkable turnaround this has been. And when you look at what uh, happened yesterday with Bryson Worrell making the great catch and the Grand Slam home run, and then the great uh, job the Pirates got out of the bullpen to finish the game off. I mean, this has really been something to watch. I hope Pirate fans, and I think they are, really enjoying seeing uh, what we have seen here in recent weeks because – this usually just doesn't happen when teams are struggling. As East Carolina was earlier in the year. Most times in sports, you don't see teams turn it around at this level like ECU has on the diamond. It, it's really been fun to watch. It has, Jeff. Over the last month and a half, two months, East Carolina's gone from, well, they're, they're going to have to win the conference tournament to get in to, all right, they're looking pretty good for a three seed. They basically locked up a two seed. At this point, they're back in the polls. And talk about Bryson Worrell who has been around uh, now a long time, and it was awesome on senior day. He gets a walk-off hit, and it's in true pirate fashion, Jeff. Lane Hoover gets on on a uh, a double to shallow center, a hustle double, and then Bryson comes up, uh, hits it sharply to second, doesn't get out of the infield, but he legs out a single, and Hoover scores from second, and if that's not just grit, guts, pirate baseball, I don't know what is. That was a, a great finish to the uh, regular season on Saturday. Well, I'll tell you, Cliff, when things are going well, they just go well. You know, <laughs> it's like a snowball going downhill. And yeah. Guys believe every time they go out there that they're going to win games. They have the confidence to do that. And as we know, yesterday uh, they got behind when USF's player hit the Grand Slam home run, and then they come right back and World hits a Grand Slam. So, you know, we talk a lot in sports, Cliff, about answering. I think maybe in football we talk about it more than any other sport. When a team goes down and scores a touchdown, we always talk about how can the Pirates come back and answer and score one on their next possession. Maybe we don't talk about answering too much, as much anyway, in the other sports. But, boy, yesterday when Worrell came right back and hit that grand slam, that was a big-time answer for the Pirates. We'll see uh, where their fate uh, ends up on Monday. Still work to do as they're trying to get a ring. They're trying to win the AAC uh, championship, uh, the postseason championship, and they will be back in action on Thursday. And then, Jeff, Monday, we'll see where they land. And when you look at the folks that follow this, it looks like it it might be in the state of Virginia or potentially Maryland, the Pirates. By the way, I mentioned this yesterday. East Carolina's best win of the season RPI-wise came against maryland who has the number three rpi in the country right now and east carolina knocked them off in the keith leclerc classic we've seen east carolina tied with maryland in a regional and then also the Hokies and the cavaliers uh, they've popped up too and jeff uh, as long as it's not tennessee i'm fine with anything but we'll uh, we'll find out where east carolina is going coming up next monday yeah no doubt about that and uh, i think you can maybe drive yourself nuts trying to figure it all out clip because there's just so many variables at this point and you're right, too, about Tennessee. I mean, they are such a powerhouse. You don't want to go over there unless you absolutely have to. Virginia Tech's program has come a long way. They've made a commitment to it. 
for years, uh, I don't know how serious they were about baseball, but they really improved the stadium, and they made a big-time hire as far as their coach is concerned, and you can see that it has paid off, and they're now really good, and they've got a good following up there, so that would be a place that the Pirates have already been to. As we know, uh, East Carolina's already been there this year, but uh, a little familiarity with playing on, on that field, and then, of course, down through the years, East Carolina's gone to Charlottesville, I remember going up there a couple of times and broadcasting games in, in regionals in, in past years. And Maryland is uh, really, really good. And the other tie there with the Maryland program, as you mentioned, Cliff, is Eric Backage, who was at Maryland, uh, the former Pirate player, and went to Maryland as the head coach and then took the job at Michigan. And just a couple of years ago, as we all know, Michigan was the talk of college baseball and they got to Omaha, and, and uh, they got to the championship game. So a lot of ties uh, in baseball. A lot of ties always seem to come back to East Carolina. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line today here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, uh, the Florida Panthers fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's good news for the Hurricanes because if they can get out of this round, they will host the Eastern Conference Final uh, now it's good news because they can't win on the road uh right now the hurricanes in these playoffs perfect at home over on the road they'll be back at pnc arena coming up on thursday night with the series tied at two games apiece with the rangers and voice it's it's crazy uh because uh the, the, i mean it's the same teams on on the same playing surface but when you go in that other team's building uh, it's been difficult, especially if you're uh, you're the Carolina Hurricanes or their opponent. And uh, hopefully that trend continues Thursday night because the Canes can't afford to get down three to two. But uh, it's it's been a wild playoff uh, run for the Hurricanes right now, still trying to win that elusive uh, road game. Yeah, no doubt about that. They just didn't get the offense cranked last night at the Garden Clip and only scored one goal and lost that game four to one. But now coming back home, I mean, this really is, even though it's a 2-2 series, this really is a must-win situation for the Hurricanes tomorrow at home. I think they probably will feel more pressure than the Rangers will. Uh, they've, they've got to hold uh, hold court here and uh, hold home serve if they can get this win tomorrow uh, at home because you don't want to go back to New York down 3-2. So they've got to win tomorrow. But, again, they've played so well at home. I have a feeling that they'll put together a great effort and have a good chance to win tomorrow. And then if they have to, they'll have to come back to Raleigh and play Game 7. But, you know, watching hockey over the years, Clip, we talk about this in basketball a lot, the home court advantage, which is very important. But sometimes in hockey, the home ice is even more important, I think. It's really difficult to win on the road in hockey. And, of course, the Panthers... Uh, or rather the Hurricanes are showing us that here in the series and the playoff run that they're having. So even as good as they are, they're still having trouble winning on the road, and we'll see if they can again uh, hold serve and win tomorrow night at home. And, Jeff, the story in the NBA playoffs has been the blowouts, and there was another one last night. It's almost like you know, which the Warriors did make a rally, lose by 10, but it was too little too late there in the fourth quarter. It's almost like you know who there's going to be a blowout. You just don't know who's going to be blowing who out night in, night out in these playoffs. And uh, we saw it a couple of nights ago, Celtics all over the Miami Heat. Uh, They'll play again tonight, game five of that series, as it is two to two. And the Celtics are actually a road favorite with Miami dealing with injuries going into tonight's game. So I'm just just looking for a competitive game, Jeff. Hoping we can get a close one here because – 
these uh these have been flip uh, making me flip over to, to something else while the game's still going on <laughs> but you know why quit you say that and some of these huge leads then just disappear in the nba oh yeah some of these games in the first half as you know uh one team's up by 25 points and the next thing you know you're going into the fourth quarter and it's like a four-point game or something so with a three-point shot and the way games are played these days, no lead is ever safe. But you're right, uh, Miami needs to win this game coming up. Bam Adebayo, the Eastern North Carolina kids, had a little bit of an up-and-down series in this uh, in this past series. He's Right now I looked at his stats uh, the other day. He's right about 14 points and seven rebounds, which is, is good. He's playing about 32 minutes a game. But uh, he's had some games where he's not played as well as, as some others. Now he's going to have to bring his A game. In this next game for Miami as well, Jimmy Butler's had you know pretty much of a great playoff series, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's I think a couple of very evenly matched teams as we talked about before the series started, and you know Tatum can go off and he can get you thirty five or forty. So if he does that in this next game, I mean Boston will have a chance to win. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line Voice, uh, some East Carolina football-related news, and this is not a press release or haven't heard from Coach Houston, but we did see on social media that C.J. Johnson put up a post that he was in a team meeting and said something to the effect of no better feeling than being back in this room. So it looks like uh, C.J. Johnson will be a part of the Pirates and their 2022 football team and that's very important because a few months ago it looked like this wide receiver room was a depleted uh position group they have added some uh players from the outside from the transfer portal to help out hold nailers in the offense and if you can get cj back uh that'll be key as well and you just hope jeff that look some guys need a wake-up call you really hope this is uh cj's wake-up call and he realized, uh, you know, how important this is and, and, and what he'd be missing if football and ECU football was not part of his life. So you just hope that uh, that he could figure it out and just be the, the player on the field we know he can be because uh, he's, he's put up big plays, big numbers at times. And if you have him, all of a sudden the wide receiver room looking a lot better than it did, say, uh, two, three months ago. Yeah, no doubt about that. I saw the same social media post, and I hope things have worked out for CJ, I'll say this for the coaching staff too, Cliff. They have been extremely patient with CJ Johnson, yeah. and you know you only get so many chances. So this could be the last one, and if it is, I, I certainly hope that CJ takes advantage of it because he is a nice kid. He's he's had some maturity issues, but I think that you know he has a good heart. So I really hope that he takes advantage of it because he's running out of chances. He really is. And I hope that he understands that sometimes when you're as young as these guys are, you don't really grasp the whole situation, but maybe he will this time. So I hope so. And you're right, Cliff. They brought in a bunch of transfers. Uh, the kid from Toledo looks like he'll have a chance to be a good player for the Pirates at a wide receiving position. And, uh, again, I go back to Tyler Sneed. I think I think the Pirates are really going to miss Tyler Sneed. Yeah. If there's anybody out there who can – step up and do what he has done for this football program the last few years but you know guys move on and you have to move on too so uh you're right i I hope cj's got his head screwed on right i hope he's ready to go because he can make a a big difference and you know how excited we all were his freshman year when he was a freshman all-america and we thought boy this guy is just going to be a great great player for the pirates moving forward he's only going to continue to get better but as we all know, that's not happened. So it's redemption time for C.J., and 
I hope he has a great year this year coming up. Yeah, and it's hard for guys to to just flip the switch and turn it on. And I was thinking about this. You've got guys that made it to the league like Dwayne Harris, Justin Hardy, who from day one just kind of put their head down, put in the work, knew what they wanted to do, and and ended up uh, you know signing checks from the NFL. And then like Chris Johnson, he had otherworldly talent, so that certainly helped him out. But he, he we had flashes from Chris. He, uh, he had some injury stuff. But uh, we interviewed him, Jeff, years ago, and, and he told us how he was thinking about transferring and, and, you know, going back home to Florida. And Skip Holtz had to kind of talk him out of it and, and got him to stay here. And then that last year he was here, all I heard about was how hard he worked, how hard, how, how much he focused, you know, how he did everything he had to do on and off the field to, to give him the best shot to get to the next level. And, and we saw how that ended up uh, for eventually he became CJ2K for his 2,000-yard season in the NFL. So, you know, guys can turn it on when they have to. It's difficult to do, but and I don't know if Chris Johnson's the best example because of his just natural ability and, and speed. But he's a guy that, you know, it, it almost didn't work out for him here at East Carolina, Jeff, but he was able to, to get it done in his final year here at ECU. Well, if you remember back, Clip, going into his senior season, I don't know if you were covering the team for Pirate Radio back then or not, but that that summer going into his senior season, I remember us all talking about how hard Chris Johnson is working. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, if you go out on the practice field at the Cliff Moore Practice Facility Height Field, you'll you'll see CJ out there working out every day and putting in the work and really getting after it. And everybody talked going into his senior year what a great offseason he was having and how hard he was working. And it really paid off for him. He had the great senior year, of course, and then uh, gets drafted. And at one point in his NFL career, he was one of the best, if not for a year or two there, the best running back in the National Football League. So, yeah, it can happen, Clip. It's, you know, it gets down to the individual, you know. And it gets down to what's between the years and how bad you want it and how hard you're willing to work. And some guys have that. They have that DNA, and then other guys don't. So we'll just have to wait and see how this one works out. And, Jeff, speaking of uh, individuals willing to work, had our, our first uh, had my first interaction with Mike Schwartz on Monday. And, uh, man, very impressive guy. He is going to work his tail off to – figure this ECU basketball thing out and I really enjoyed talking to him I did mention to him off the air Jeff in fact he remembers so credit to him I said uh (laughs) and it's funny because when I introduced myself he said oh hey Clint and I said it's Clip it's a I know it's a weird name it's Clip and he said oh okay Clip and I said by the way uh we we had a good time uh with you calling Jeff Charles the wrong name what was it and he immediately said Greg he remembers Jeff the the interaction with you. So, uh, but anyway, uh, man, he, he uh, I, I like what he says, Jeff. It's, it's still ECU basketball, as you would say. It's a tough nut, but uh, but I do like the the man at the helm for Pirate Hoops. Well, he's going to bring great energy. There's no doubt about that, Clip. Uh, I like him too. Uh, we've just had a couple of interactions, and I do like what I see. He he knows. I mean, these guys aren't dumb. He he knows that he's come into a very, very difficult situation to win when we talk about East Carolina basketball. I mean, all you have to do is pick up the media guide some night and take it home and read it and then tell me what a difficult job it is to win at ECU. And he knows that. Uh, these these coaches uh, research things and they talk to each other and they all know that this is a very tough nut, as 
I like to say here as far as ECU basketball is concerned. But he's going to give it a great shot, and he's got some young coaches who are going to get after it as well. And I know he's got a bunch of new players coming in. And last count, what, eight new players coming in. Yeah. The old voice is going to have to do a lot of homework. I was just telling my wife, Debbie, the other day, I said, you know, with all these new players in basketball and in football, we've got so many new guys coming in this year in the fall. There's going to be a lot of homework to get ready for these two seasons this year, just learning the personnel. So that's the way it's going to be, too, Clip, I think, moving forward. Yeah. Because as we both know, this is a swinging door these days in college athletics with your talent level and the personnel and who's here and who's leaving and who's coming and who's going. That's just the way it is, and I think it's going to be that year a way of moving forward. And, again, uh, for, for the coaches, it, it's, a tough, it's a tough deal, but, you know, they – they're in this business, and that's the way the business is now. And if they're going to be successful in it, they have to change with the times. There you go. Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, always enjoy the weekly sports chat with you. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week when we reconvene. Appreciate you joining us today. You're very welcome, Clip. Always enjoy our visits and always enjoy the opportunity to talk with the Pirate Nation every Wednesday. You have a good week. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Charles, voice of the Pirates, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout. Come back, take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Got some conference tournament baseball going on. We'll update that. Look at Day Major League Baseball and talk to Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. He joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Why do they have Wawa down in Florida? Wawa. That's something Wawa. in the north, northeast. Did they just skip over us? <laughs> do they have Wawa in Illinois or wherever you Chicago grounds? Yeah, I actually went to a Pirates game when I was a kid, and the guy hawking waters was just yelling, Wawa, Pepsi. So... <laughs> so, okay. I yeah. went to a Wawa when I was in, in Philadelphia, and they actually had some of the best buffalo chicken wraps I've ever had in my life. I always go when we go to South Jersey to see my in-laws, and I always get a sub, and it's always good. Have you guys ever been to that magical place called Bucky's? I haven't. I mean, I I know a lot of people that have been there, and apparently, it's just kind of like I don't even know. It's hard to describe. It's what is that? Big, is that what's advertised it, here? What? What is? Why do you bring that up? Because I think it's kind of like a. It's not like a Wawa, but it's like a convenience uh, store. It's like a huge convenience store. Uh, um, and gas station, I think. Like anyway. Sheets. Yeah. So, but it's like you can get merchandise. It's basically like a huge mall. It's a truck stop, is what it is. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've told this story uh, before, but on in Pennsylvania, you can pretty much divide the state in half. On the Philadelphia side, it's all Wawas, and on the Pittsburgh side, it's all Sheets. There's some weird 
it, they pick sides. I don't know why, but mm. like they will not open sheets on the side of the Philadelphia side because people will not go there. They don't. They don't do business. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Is that people that are, I guess you could say, Wawa regulars are very, very, very committed to their Wawas. Mm-hmm. Like some people around here would only go to a Speedway. Right. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Up north with uh, people with Wawas. How about in the Philippines, CJ? Um, they take what they can get. Okay. Right. <laughs> How about in Havelock? We take what we can get. There you go. Take Speedway. whatever's closest to the <clears throat> football game on Friday night. Sounds good. Uh, I would say I prefer Wawa to Sheets, but it might just be because it's different to me, and there are a hundred Sheets around here. And if there was a Wawa and a Sheets beside each other, and I went to both for a year, maybe I would prefer Sheets. As of right now, I think I'm Team Wawa, but again, it could be because it's unique. I'll keep you updated, folks. All right. uh, Patrick Mason is here. He is not in Clearwater. Unfortunately. What are are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. It looks like better weather out there than this here. Yeah. You could be enjoying the beach. You'd have the day off today. I know. It would have been nice. You wouldn't have to come here. You wouldn't (laughs) have to come to this studio. Man. Nobody's All those options. (laughs) Uh, Pirates continue to win, Patrick. And. how many have you looked back and seen how many games they've trailed in during this win streak? You know that would have been a good thing to do. <laughs> I, I did it at one point, and actually it was that Sun or Saturday. What is it? All that that weird series of Thursday to Saturday. One of those days, I was like, all right, I have a feeling it might end today. So I was doing some, you know, look at numbers over the streak, and sure enough, they just kept winning. So yeah, <laughs> just it, any way possible. It rolls on right now in Clearwater. You've got the Bulls in trouble because Tulane just hit an rbi triple might have been a two-run triple but they have a lead over south florida right now this is a loser's bracket game of course tulane uh the only team to beat east carolina in a series this aac season uh loser of this one goes home winner advances to play tomorrow and they would play the loser of the ecu game wait that can't be right they would play (laughs) I got to get a bracket. I'm going to figure this out. This. I'm going to figure this out right now. You know what I'm going to do? I'm Chandler, gonna, I'm don't. Gonna, I'm, I'm, no. I'm going to search it. No, no, no. Oh, this is so tough. You need to rest. Oh, my God. You need to just relax. Take a breath because you will never figure this out. All right. So, right now, you've got Tulane in South Florida. This is game five. Uh, the winner of this game. Oh, okay. So, tomorrow, there are only two games. Yeah, it's just that winner's bracket. So that okay, I was on the right track. The winner of this game will play the loser of East Carolina Cincinnati on Friday. All right, we figured it out. We got, got it. to it. Um, the let's see, loser of tomorrow's ECU game plays Friday. The winner will not play until nine a.m. on Saturday morning, which we already went over. Thanks to Shirley Rhodes, win and you get another day off on Friday, yeah. Patrick. So uh, that could be what's in front of the pirates for sure i mean basically everything's gone right for them this winning streak i mean especially if you have bryson Worrell on your team i don't know if you can lose that mm. dude is something else what about that sequence from bryson yesterday in the sixth with the uh throw out from center field from deep center field yeah and then answering right back in the bottom half uh with the grand slam yeah zach agnos called it a five run inning which i mean yeah he took off a run and then added four more with a grand yeah. slam that i don't know if when you guys were watching like i thought there was no way i thought that guy was going to score easily on that sack. so did the, i 
announcer. I mean, that, it was deep. It was a pretty deep fly ball. I, I will give Bryson credit. He did a great job to to run up underneath it. He he set it up perfect. But Catch still, run. to throw, I, I, yeah, you're right. Like, there's no way he should have got that guy at home. And it took a literal perfect throw, and that's what that's what he got. I mean, and that was on a fly essentially. And it really it wasn't close. Like no, it was no, not the guy bang, was bang. dead. Yeah, he was hammering it. Uh, he was now is this guy the slowest runner in the league? Well, because... Molly was saying it off the air a while ago. He said, I, I would love to have seen the guys jump at third yeah. because there was no way. <laughs> I wonder if he was jogging. Or, uh, or like you just said, and Molly said it too. He said maybe he's just a really slow runner. I guess, but he didn't look like that big of a guy. And, nah. And maybe when he, got, he caught the ball and he just maybe didn't go 100% right off the rip. But and that, it, was, it was crazy. But that ball was on a rope. And that was a heck of a throw. While we're uh, we hadn't mentioned it today, uh, Trey Savage yesterday getting out of the bases loaded jam. So Carter Spivey tried to get out of a bases loaded jam. How about you, Savage gets out of a bases loaded nobody out jam earlier in that game? Yeah, we can start calling him the fireman because he that's what he does. He comes in and jams and gets out of it. I mean, that was a bases loaded no outs, and I don't even think uh south florida put a ball in play two strikeouts and like a foul out yeah Um, coming in and shutting it down how about tomorrow patrick we talked to sky rogers earlier he said that there hasn't been a starter named he reeled off three names and said it could be somebody outside of those so who are your uh (laughs) who's your pick who are your candidates to start on thursday i don't know i guess if we go by what happened last weekend um they threw josh gross in the second game so and then brought in rodder right right and I mean, essentially, if you look at the Pirates pitching staff, it's literally just I'm a sorry. bunch of bullpen. Arms. I made a mistake there. Jake Hunter started Saturday, and that's when Ryder came in. Yeah, I believe. The, the, yeah, those that series is all off of the, yeah. the Thursday Saturday series. It's got us messed up. But you got your starter there, and you say one inning at a time. See how far you can go. Yeah. If, if that's two and a third, then somebody else would come in. It's it's almost like the old joe madden opener style of pitching right and that's their whole team i think it's just guys who can throw multiple innings you know if you get three or four out of a starter that's that's awesome because that's you know you got another guy who can throw three or four innings and it's just what it is no reason to think about this now but i do it's it's concerning like in a super regional format where you're facing top arms from another team it's a bit concerning in a regional but then again those things tend to go long and you need your bullpens you need multiple guys so East Carolina is certainly set up for this tournament format where arms are being used and they're just they're going to have more than every other team. But it can even be an advantage, uh, I think, in a regional as well. I think so, too. And I guess, you know, with the, with the days off between games, I guess if you keep winning, you get the day off. I mean, that obviously helps. I mean, you don't want to see, you know, nine pitchers, each guy throw an inning kind of thing because that's just, right. you know, that, that just doesn't really work. Or, you know, I guess that's not ideal, but um i i think it'll it'll be fine just like you said you know you can throw anyone really at this point anyone can get a start just give me a few innings and go to the next arm and we're mentioning all these names and these arms that we have on the staff right now but there's a guy that can come back that we haven't seen in a while we you know we never know if we might can see cooch this week in clearwater yeah yeah that's true i mean it's definitely it's on the table i guess um you know i'm not sure how confident they are at that but you know it's he definitely hasn't been ruled out, at least I haven't heard. But. I think, well, no, it sounds, Scooter says they, they want to try to get him in, and I think this is a great time to do it because you're in a no-pressure situation. Like, you want to win a ring, you want to win the championship. If you don't, you're still a two-seed, right? Yeah. So, I think it's a great time to get him in, not even as a starter, but just give him a middle of the, put him in the fifth and let him work to the seventh and see what he's got. And then, uh, that could be a weapon for you come next week in a regional setting. Yeah, I mean, as much pitching as you can find is is definitely helpful. 
Um, and, you know, I think it's weird too that or interesting that you know when Carter Spivey won the conference pitcher of the year, he was a reliever, and it's like what the first time a reliever's won it. Yeah. But that's just how the whole pitching staff is set up. You know, he could he's thrown maybe Garrett Saylor's got him, but thrown a ton of innings, and I mean he's just been awesome. That's just how how it's going. Just find an arm and get me a few innings. Ton of awards, uh, Patrick. Were you like everyone wondering where Jacob Jenkins Coward was? I was a little bit because I mean he's. He's been a staple in that middle of the lineup all year. Oh, he's the second best hitter, you know, average-wise, which we don't like that stat. Uh, <laughs> but his power numbers, he's basically up there right behind Worrell. Yeah, so. he's been incredible. And he, he hasn't really left the three or four hole all year as a yeah. freshman. And to do what he did as a freshman, with I mean, he started 52 games, averaged a three twenty one at the plate. Uh, he came across the board 34 times with 63 hits, nine doubles, a triple, and then nine home runs and 42 RBIs. I mean, and for him not to even get mentioned anywhere and it's like we we joked about it like maybe there were so many pirates that were recognized that they said hey we got to get one of these guys snubbed to get some other people in here right yeah i guess you know at what point you cut it off i mean there's plenty of good players in this team and even bryson getting a second team i thought was funny because he's been the best player in the conference for you know since conference play i feel like south florida a little rally here they score a couple of runs it is now seven to five tulane over usf as they play down in clearwater florida some other scores uh baylor tcu just went final tcu won their big 12 tournament game four to two over baylor earlier today it was pittsburgh six louisville five in the acc tournament right now florida state a nine to two lead over virginia it was nine to nothing a moment ago virginia gets a couple of runs as they play in charlotte north carolina so a couple of scores there on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Sure, let's get a break in. We'll come back and hang out one more second. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll talk more Pirate Baseball. We'll look around Major League Baseball as well. More to go. Hour two. Patrick Mason rejoins us after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. I uh, mentioned it earlier this hour. We'd be dropping some videos. And I believe those have been dropped on our social media accounts. Okay. You want to check? You want to check that? Uh, I guess. Uh, you don't have to. Look, no. You know what? Rest what those, is wrong with you? Rest those fingers. Shouldn't you know? What do you mean, shouldn't I know? I'm hosting the show. You're doing nothing. Earlier this week, we talked about... You have a computer right in front of you, too, We talked that about, you check while hosting the show. We talked about the standard, right, and going above and beyond. Okay. What have you done to go above? <laughs> Today? This week. You know what I've done. Tell me. I made the little Mike Schwartz graphic. <laughs> All right, that was Monday. We're ha- over halfway done with the week now. You got to do something else. 
Or is it up? What videos are you looking for? Zach Agnos, Lane Hoover, check Facebook. Do something. Just do something. I, I'm sorry, P. Mace. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're seeing you're seeing front hand how I'm treated front by Clip hand. Rock. I'm gonna give you a backhand. Talk about front hand. <laughs> Speaking of spats and jerks like myself, um, why did Josh Donaldson get suspended for calling Tim Anderson Jackie? Well, first of all, they, they don't like each other at all. And right. That's just I don't know. My I, question is, why did he get suspended? Because it's just it's not a cool thing to say. Right. I agree with that. So Tim Anderson in an interview says I'm I'm kind of like the new Jackie Robinson because I'm going to mix it up have fun. Yeah, yeah, right. In regards to saying, you know, he's having fun in baseball. All right. So if who else is on that team? Um Rizzo. If Anthony Rizzo says I'm the new Babe Ruth and Josh Donaldson says, huh, "Nice strikeout, Babe." Should he get suspended? it's just different like tim anderson saying that in a way where he's trying to just say he's like i you know new you know he's doing something different yeah but all he's doing but, but donaldson's not saying that at all in that way he's like you know saying it he's saying it as a jerk i get it he's right. talking trash yeah, he's being a heel but should you get suspended for talking trash that's my question and is it gonna be i think it goes a little bit farther than trash i think okay and that's why he got suspended i guess I don't it's know. just something you shouldn't do. Like he's got to think more than that. I I, I know. And like he he tried to explain it. Like you know he called himself Jackie. So I'm gonna yeah. Say, but it, he didn't. He, Donaldson's not using it in the way that Tim did. Of course not. And I get that. But like players talk trash to one another. I just don't know if it's suspension worthy. That's my thing. It's I I get it. It's it's just not know. something you should do. <laughs> no, but I agree. Right, right. But but you not like. But we always we do things we aren't supposed to do, and we don't like go to jail for it or get arrested. Like, yeah. But like, I, like the other day, like uh, Sox are playing the Yankees. Joe Kelly picks someone off at second, and he walks over with his hands up, and he's making fun of the guy because he picked him off. Like that. That's trash talking. He's like, "What are you doing? Should he get suspended? Right. That, that, that's what I'm saying. No, you shouldn't get suspended. <laughs> okay. For that. All right. I, I Absolutely don't know. not. Uh, Patrick, it's just, it's just a, a step too far, I think. Patrick. Congratulations on your first disagreement on this show. <laughs> and by the way, if you're looking for those videos on our social media platform, they're not up yet. <laughs> okay. I, I found out. <laughs> Thank you. They are not <laughs> hey, up. Hey, you know what? You went above and beyond. Thank you, buddy. Hey, man, I tell you what, that was tough. I got out of everything. my comfort zone. But you got man, a little sweat on your brow. Whew, are you okay? I, uh, that felt good. <laughs> it, it felt, is, you're going to sleep good tonight because you did that little bit. Of you short. know what? I'm going to give it. 15 minutes and guess what i'm going to do i'm going to go to every single social media platform that we have which we do we're not just radio you can find us on social media facebook twitter instagram i appreciate that cj you can find us all over social media which throughout all of our social media over fifty-five thousand followers join us today man good stuff chandler you are i tell you what stock stock rising did you remember that number off the top i was gonna say that's some quick adding that was impressive well I, i sell pirate radio for really my living oh yeah and uh so i, I know the numbers mm-hmm. he's a numbers guy <laughs> uh let's see patrick uh socks still struggling they are they ain't caught the twins yet twins by the way right now 
tied at two with Detroit in the top of the ninth as they play on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Uh, so Sox still in second right now in that division. Yeah, they got hammered by the Red Sox yesterday. See, I, I thought the John Donaldson Tim thing would kind of you know fire this team up, but yeah. but baseball's baseball. You know, know. You, momentum really doesn't exist. Uh, well, if it does, the Red Sox have it because they're hot right now. Yeah, they're heating up at the right time. Uh Yankees got uh, walked off the Orioles last night. Baltimore is pesky. Uh, beat the Bombers on Monday. Lost to them last night. They'll play again tonight right here on Pirate Radio. 7.05, it will be uh, the Yankees and the Orioles as they play Game 3 of that series in New York. Saw Adley Rushman. Do you follow it enough where you know like who are the top prospects? A little bit. Like I've, I've heard of Adley Rushman, yeah. I mean, that switch-hitting catcher. And I think he had a triple, right? For yeah, his, first, his first game. Yeah. In so. fact, they were getting shut out by the Rays, so really – Everybody at the ballpark came to see Adley Rushman, and he delivered. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, in fact, they went on a little streak with him there. It was a very little streak, I think two wins in a row. Uh, but they lost last night to uh, to end that. But Adley Rushman is there. People are excited about that. Um, and, again, we got Pirate Baseball coming up on Thursday as East Carolina will take on Cincinnati. And we talked to Scooter. He said the team, in his opinion – that could win this thing that's not East Carolina is Cincinnati, and he says because of the offense. I guess the the further we get into this, the teams are going to run out of pitching. That would be an advantage for a good offensive team, and Scooter says Cincinnati fits that bill. If it's not East Carolina winning at all, what do you think? Uh, you know, I actually, I actually do agree with that in a sense because I mean, all this baseball we've watched, I don't think there is any good pitching in this conference necessarily. So if you got an offense like Cincinnati, I mean, any any game you can score twelve runs, eight runs. And that's what they do. So, I mean, really, none of the pitching scares me that all that much. Patrick, uh, hopefully, we'll have you in studio. Will you be uh, traveling to a regional? You think next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Where will you be? Plan. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I, I keep taking a peek and looking at yeah. stuff, but I, I always come back to the thing. It's what's the point of looking when you got all these games to go? You know, it's <laughs> fine. Here we it's, go. it's fun to talk about, but at the end of the day, we have no clue. You about to you about to raise up another level? Make here? your prediction right now. If you get it right, you go. If you don't, you don't get to go. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I don't know. I, I would think somewhere in Virginia. That's just sounds okay, possible. We'll that. Who is this guy over here? You need to relax <laughs> What am I to say that you can't go? Like, I, I'm he not just even. comes in and unpacks my <laughs> yeah. bag. Nope. You're staying. Nope, you're staying I find here. where you're at. I'm like, nah, you were wrong. Yeah. Oh, what is this bag doing? Take the bag, dump all your laundry out or That's your right. clothes. Chandler, uh pokes a hole in your gas tank in your car and you can't go anywhere <laughs> you're trying to board a plane and I, you're trying to board a plane and i'm like just as like security at the airport i'm like nope this guy cannot go that guy's got a bomb he's got a bomb check <laughs> random, him out random check uh patrick thanks for hanging out man what's uh coming up on the pages of the daily reflector yeah just a lot more baseball basically um yeah just following this team and you know i guess we got some uh you know high school playoffs going on too That's south crazy. central still alive yeah and, what uh, about that game last Friday? Yeah, that was nuts. We were following along because uh, that was actually lasted longer than the ECU baseball <laughs> game, which which is rare. But you know that extra innings that must have been a really fun baseball game. Patrick, uh, thanks for hanging out, man. For sure, thanks for having me. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, Reflector dot com. We'll take a time out when we return. Stephen Igo, hoist the colors is not in Clearwater, Florida. Nope, he made that clear water to us last week. <laughs> I never go to the conference tournament. He was very angry. We'll see what kind of mood Igo's in today. Hopefully, a friendly mood. 
and we'll have a nice easy calm hour three of pirate radio live we're back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, and Stephen Igo. Mm. I have remembered all of your first and last names. Credit to me. Stephen. Very impressive. Thank you. How's it going today, Pard? Hey, before you answer, can, uh, we, intro- can we introduce this man? We got to introduce. I forgot. I the right forgot. way. I got a special announcement like after, by the way. Okay. Uh, but I don't like where this is headed. Oh, Shirley, hit the oh, intro. Here we go. I go. I go. I go. I go. He's the one you know. I just realized something. I go, I go, I go, I go. I go. He's good at MLB the show. No, we fixed it. I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Where did Chandler go? I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. I'm sitting right here, bro. Ah, uh, so we did update it. The song gets worse every week. But do you know what we did? We now we have two bros in there already. He's the boomer bro. He's big boomer's bro. Yeah. And I'm sitting right here, bro. But it's uh, it's distanced. Do you think it's far enough apart? Yeah, it's far enough apart. That there are enough popular songs out there that repeat the same lyric. Okay. Yeah. So Thank like, you. All right. Like, and, and this falls better. in that category. Yeah, this is better. a really good song, but that has you I mean, the same and y'all spread them out. Like, there are songs out there that go back to back, same words. No, these were three verses apart. Yeah. Was, All right. Cliff, you did a great job. Awesome. Thanks, CJ. Like, hey, and by the way, you might not know this, these guys do, but don't make me turn this into a rap. Would, all right, for people that don't uh, know, I would go Chandler is not a good rapper, but he had he is the best. Like if it on. was like a mime competition, he has the best freestyle mannerisms of anyone I've seen. Like he looks like he, he looks like be, he could just throw down. Yeah, absolutely. like <laughs> if you had somebody rapping him just standing to the side with the the actual motions, he is the best motion freestyle rapper I might have ever. Come <laughs> but he can't rap he cannot rap but he's got the mannerisms down 
Igo, what's your announcement? Uh, third place will be back at trivia tonight. Oh, Steve oh. Igo will be there. Wow. Is your softball season over? No, but our game Monday got rained out. Because I've heard, Igo, uh, you're a good softball player. <laughs> We're not going to do that again. We're not doing Let's that, not again. Do that again. <laughs> Quick question for you. Who said that? Um, <laughs> I want names. Will you shake me and Wag's hand tonight when we beat you? Um, you guys aren't going to beat us, so. Okay, well, that's not what I asked. <laughs> Call my shot. Okay, so you, wait, are y'all y'all have two different teams now? So y'all the dinos? No, or? no, we're just coneheads. Okay, coneheads. All right, I, you know what? I tell you, if y'all split teams and beat us, then we'll be we'll shake your hand. I'm sorry. I, some people probably some people probably like this. Some people probably hate it. But whatever, you're never gonna find somebody that likes everything you do. Just a trivia warm up. I'd love to play a quick five second game. Okay. Okay. Just a quick one. Are you familiar with that, Stephen? A five-second trivia So we've been doing this when Bryce is on. <laughs> uh-huh. And there's no five-second questions tonight, by the way, at trivia. But this is just a little warm-up. We're, we have a topic, and we go around the room. Like, I'll say, CJ, name so-and-so. If he gets it wrong, he's out. If he gets it right, then he has to ask somebody and point at him and say, I go, say so-and-so. And we just go on until there's one man standing. Uh, I want to do it real quick, quick game. Let's do pro sports teams like from the big four. And you have to say, name a pro sports team. Should we go city and mascot? As city in, like, you or mascot? Or. Yeah, we can do that. So we're going to go around the horn. We'll show you how it's played. <laughs> okay, yeah. Name a one of the big four. Do we know what that is? Mm-hmm. All right, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL. And I'll start it by asking CJ, and you'll see how it works. You get five seconds to answer. CJ. Name a big four pro sports franchise. City or mascot name begins with the letter B. All right, let's go Boston Celtics. All right. So we'll go Chandler. Uh, Pro sports team, letter T. Tennessee Titans. Shirley. (laughs) Pro sports team. Or no, the big four with the letter C. Chicago Bears. Do they all have to be letters, or is that just what we're doing? Yes. What you, do you mean? You pick the letter, and then you have to. Your answer is based okay. off the letter. So, like, I couldn't be like name a pro sports team that's currently in the playoffs. No, no. It has to be a letter. Oh, okay. Although, so I would say I go name a sports team that starts with the letter P. Philadelphia Phillies. All right, this is way too easy of an example that I just picked. Yep. But that is how the game's played. <laughs> I wish I had I thought ex- of a more difficult one because that's going to be way too easy. Because we're just going to name just cities. Go around, you, could, yeah. you could go by, you could tell people to name a specific sport, and it just yeah, has to name be any one of, of the, the big four. Yeah, sports. yeah, you pick the big four, and then right, you have to answer. Lightning round. Let's do that. Who's up? Shirley, you're up. Yeah, I go NHL. Letter A. Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> or are they? Are they're they, no longer gosh. a team. He's right. Thanks for playing, Steve. Is there and an I A go. team? Yeah, the Avalanche. Oh, yeah. Avalanche, Anaheim. Oh yeah, I forgot. Just I was thinking City. I got you suck at this game. You're out. <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> uh, my turn. Uh, or are we stopping? I think we stop here. Okay. Yeah. Because I go. He just wanted to out. get him out and we're done. <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be more difficult, but I uh, I did a very broad category. Uh, but we usually save this game for Bryce. We had some fun with it yesterday. We found out that I know more about country music than anyone here. 
That was a shocker. You were hanging by a thread there, bud. By a Florida-Georgia line. I was right on the line. So are the Thrashers now the Jets, Winnipeg? Is that how it worked? So... Or did they just... I think so. It's a good question, Ika, and something that a lot of people are asking about these days, and I will look that up right now. Uh, While we are... Look, we've talked a lot of Pirate Baseball today. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to add at this point. No, I mean... uh, We can get your thoughts on the streak. I would like to talk about Bryson World's throw. All right. We can talk about that for the next 49 minutes. You are right, by the way. Um, They moved the franchise to Winnipeg. Which is where... I like that logo. Chris Jericho is from, according to him, yelling at a fan during a live wrestling match. He's from Winnipeg, you idiot. I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. All right, Bryson Worrell, catch, throw. By the way, that's what I like doing. Salami. If you like mess up a trivia question, then you like come back with a trivia fact to make up for it. To like, make people yeah, know you yeah. do know right. some stuff. So right. I, I, I forgot, you know, I panicked. I went to Atlanta Thrasher, even though I know that they moved to Winnipeg. And to be fair, when we do the athlete questions, we do past or present. So you could just say, yeah, I knew they were a team of the past. Right. You, what you did. So uh, anyway. Uh, Bryson World's throw, yeah. I mean, it's like when I was watching it live. Like when they ball, when the guy first initially hit it, I was like, well, that looks like a lazy pop-up in the shallow center. And mm-hmm. then he just kept drifting back drifting back and then by the time like he settled under i'm like well there's no way he's gonna throw him out and then it just like happened in slow motion and i think that guy was running in slow that's what i was trying to figure out too i heard y'all talking about it earlier like he got to third on a triple so clearly he can run somewhat um maybe he was maybe he just just thought that he was gonna score easily like you know i don't lollygagged you play baseball or softball you see like a medium deep fly ball like you don't bust at home you think you're gonna make it but bryson man the way he uh it was like mlb the show you know when you get behind it perfectly yeah and sink it get it that running start i mean it was like you know that you know how to play mlb the show <laughs> that's right yeah it's right there in the song um and it's just so it was just so synchronized and the throw was such a laser like the the original shot did not show the actual throw on the way in it showed the runner which was stupid but then if you watch the replay it shows the throw and it never leaves the camera's sight because it's on such a low line all the way to home plate and good play good play by newton as well yeah i mean great play all the way around but i mean there's that throw it's just like you just if you're ben newton you're almost shocked that it got there (laughs) i mean i'm surprised he had the wherewithal to do it because you just don't see that man that's uh you know the usf coach said it best and obviously he was upset about losing the game but he was like man it doesn't get any better than that like <laughs> like what can you do if you're south florida you just tip your hat and move on and that was a momentum changer did y'all see the goal in the uh edmonton calgary game last night that was um a lot like world's throw you're surprised it got him this one was hit from uh way across the ice just look at the goalie's reaction too so this guy just sends it to the net and it goes in Wow, and the goal, and it's kind of like when you said Ben Newton was surprised. That goalie was surprised that somebody right. would shoot the puck all the way down the net, and, and he shot it from across <laughs> behind half. Yeah, the, downtown. The yeah, that's a three pointer if I've ever seen one. Um, and again, it wasn't even close. That's the crazy part. Like the guy, it wasn't a bang bang play. It looked like the goalie was literally like when the puck got about right here. He's like, oh crap, there's a puck. Yeah, he didn't see it. 
and that runner certainly uh thought zach agno saw it because he was right behind the plate punching him out he was fired up don't you and like he was not even to the plate i mean he was he not, barely even got to the like plate. you said i don't he probably never touched the plate I don't think he did, but like, imagine that runner, thinking <laughs> the runner, he, thinking, right. of, uh, thinking he had it, and then sees Ben Newton like squaring yeah. up, like to get the ball. He's probably like, "Oh crap!" There's, I watched the replay. If you look back when he's sliding, he looks at Agnos, <laughs> almost like he's like, "Why is Agnos cheering? Like, there's no way I want to be out." <laughs> and then like he tags him, he's like, "Wait, <laughs> I don't know." It's like I, I, I feel like some of it had to be the runner did not think that there was a chance he was going to get thrown out, so. Maybe he was running, but he was not busting it. Perfect. Perfect play uh, by Bryson Worlds. Then comes back the following inning and drops a bomb. What? Uh, the only other throw that ranks up there for me is the Alec Burleson throw against Quinnipiac in the regional. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a straight dart, too. But he was he was in shallow, and he was down the line. like He wasn't standing in mid-center field, deep mid-deep center field. But it was, that was... I mean, that was a perfect strike, whereas Bryson's was a little up the line, but you can forgive him when he's 350 feet away or whatever. I feel like this hasn't been the cleanest ECU defense we've seen. I go, we've seen some errors this year. Yeah, but I, I, they've been above average for sure. But Yeah, but they've made some uh, some great plays like that. They've turned turned some uh, turned a double play yesterday, a 5-4-3. They've had some of those in big opportunities, so... Uh, they've been good. There's been yeah, there's been some plays that like you feel like they should have made that maybe haven't got charges errors like scoops at first base or plays it you know up the middle or whatever. But I feel like for the most part down the stretch during this winning streak they've been very good, and that's been a big part of their success. You know Bryson's made two or three catches on the run this year in the gap or against the wall. Yeah. Um, you know he had that one mess up. I think it was in the Cincinnati game earlier this year, or maybe another road game where like he kind of misread a ball and it fell in. But since then he's played a pretty elite center field, and yeah, it just doesn't get any better than that throw. And you know that people forget the two out grand slam. There's two outs, nobody on base. Barini singles off the pitcher. Agno singles. Hoover bunt single. Um, which a lot of people will question. Why does ECU bunt with two outs? Bryson actually tried to do it earlier yeah. in the game. And it, that was the previous at bat. And it felt, it looks stupid when it doesn't work. <laughs> um, and I would have let him, you know, Bryson, yeah. obviously a different hitter than Hoover. So I would let him swing. But, you know, usually they do that because if you execute the bunt based on how the defense is playing, you're going to succeed. I think um, the guy for USF did it the very next half in and two. And then he got it done against the shift, their best power hitter. So. It's just one of those things. If you do it, you got to execute it. And another kind of unsung hero uh, that we we got to bring up from yesterday, Trey Savage, no outs, bases loaded, gets him out of the jam. That was huge. Yeah. Now we thought I was hoping Carter Spivey could do the same. He gives up a slam, uh, but East Carolina was kind of, was flirting with disaster a lot yesterday, and uh, really later in the game, the first what five innings, I guess, went pretty quick and easy for East Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you had the bases loaded, and your Savage is uh, able to get out of that. It might have been the next inning or a couple innings later, bases loaded, they hit a slam. But your Savage to – you think about those runs that don't score, Worrell hits a guy at home. Like That score could have been a lot different yesterday. It definitely could have. And, and I mean, and ECU also missed some opportunities early in the game to kind of bust it open. Yeah. Like 3 nothing is one thing, but like 5 6 nothing, which is what they could have made at one point. Uh, that's when you really – you know, a team like South Florida, they're heading into this tournament knowing they 
clearly got to win to make it to the postseason. Like they're they're still alive when it's three nothing, but if you start stacking runs, you make it five six nothing. You know you can get a team like that to almost roll over and um, and give it up. But clearly they did the opposite. You know the guy for them that hit the grand slam was only his second bomb of the year, but man, he knocked the crap out of that ball. Yeah, I mean that was <laughs> was a no doubter. Um, and again, ECU just responds. They've responded throughout this winning streak. You know, you give up that slam, you kind of panic a little bit after the triple. You're like, all right, well, here it comes to an end. And then all of a sudden you get that play, those momentum-changing plays, great at-bats. Ben Terwilliger again, yeah, shutting it down, really drama-free in the eighth and ninth inning. Pirates uh, move on to play on a Thursday against Cincinnati, who can hit, right, I go. And speaking of hitting, is that foul or fair? That, that is, is fair. a home run for the Tulane Green Wave as they extend their lead over South Florida. Loser goes home. Winner stays alive to play on Friday. And right now, that would be the Green Wave. Would love to hear Corey Glore's home run call right there. It's good! It's good! I forgot for a moment that Corey Glore was the voice of Tulane. <laughs> this Steve Ullman at home plate. It says S. Ullman on the back for the Bat Boy. You know, the... <laughs> the that's form, weird. That was a good one. That's ECU. a kid. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Is that Steve Oldman? We need to get on that. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more for you, Pirate Radio Live. People are like, what is he talking about? He's the former uh, graphic graphics guy. Uh, He's now at Tulane. Yeah. He left with Corey. It was a package deal. That's legitimately his name, S. Yulman. I don't know if it's Yulman or That was Yulman. a kid. I know, but I'm just saying, as hey, a joke. He is a kid. Rewind it and check it out. S. You can't rewind ESPN+. Plus. Why? <laughs> Yes, you can. We don't. Yeah, you can. What what ESPN Plus have you been using? This guy. (laughs) This guy. Not a true subscriber. (laughs) Let's go to break. Oh, boy. We're back with more after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Wednesday with one Stephen Igo from Voice the Colors. Uh, Chandler, <laughs> help me remember. I don't want Igo to leave here without us missing something. What? Before we run out of time today, is there anything we should talk to Igo about? Uh, I, I always want to know what what's going on on the podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Chandler. No, we're yeah, not. Doing we're that. talking about the we're podcast. Not doing that, Chandler. Uh, do you want to talk? Sunday. <laughs> Go ahead. On Sunday, we had a fresh edition of the podcast, and. Uh, you want to hear about a defensive depth chart? Yes, dude. We can talk about that yes. after the podcast. You were supposed to remind me of that today. 
Sorry. Clip did bring it up on his own without you in the room. Well, good. That means I didn't have to remind him. Yeah, but Podcast. The, how's it going, bud? Are those videos up on our social media accounts let's, yet? Let's check that out. <laughs> hey, tell us about the podcast. I have to do a job here. What videos that, are you posting? <laughs> Zach Agnos, Lane Hoover. On the, on the beach. And one other, yeah. Jake By the way, great picture. Jake Agnos? Did I say Jake? No, I'm saying is there a Zach Jake? Agnos. No Jake Agnos interview? So a great picture today with Brian Bailey and the Agnos boys on the beach. Uh, good stuff there. Is that on your podcast? <laughs> it was a picture of Brian Bailey on the beach on my podcast? Yeah. yeah. Was, that, was that on your... Are you discussing it on the question. pod? Well, I mean, if I recorded the podcast yeah, right it now, it would day. be... But I recorded the podcast Sunday clip, and I talked about East Carolina's hosting chances. So let me ask you, Clip Rock, what are the Pirates' chances to host a regional next weekend inside Clark Clare State? And if it happens, will you be on the PA? Yes or no? Second question, yes. Answer it. Yes. First question, 5%. What do you think the Pirates' RPI is right now? 19. 20. Man. Or it was 20 when I came here. Oh, I mean right now, now. It's 19. Because uh, Virginia's going to lose. They're, there you they're go. losing their game. Uh, if ECU gets into the top 16, how can they not host? If they, and to do that, they would have to win a conference tournament. Because we've learned, I go, that RPI is in everything. Well, we've Remember learned that, that year ECU they were top eight? is going to. Remember that they were like sixth? And they hosted. Yeah, they hosted, uh, but not a super. Because they got shipped out to. I'm not Louisville. talking about a super. I'm talking about a original. I'm telling you, original that <laughs> that RPI that. is and everything. Sure, they could host a last original. year. The top 40 teams in the RPI all made the tournament. Just because the, the committee was like, "Yo, let's just let all the RPI teams in." But Molly also. Okay, well they're gonna get in the tournament. And then they're all gonna host. They're not gonna host a super original, and I don't know about a Roger. Original. But Molly mentioned it earlier, like, if it does come down to hosting a regional, maybe... Re- hey, easy, Mike Schwartz. Maybe reputation of this program can kind of help them squeak it. I think it. there's something to easy. The reputation, a.k.a. money. Uh, it, look, I goes on one. Oh my He's on one. If it comes down to ECU or Georgia Southern, who do you think the NCAA is going to pick to host a regional? Probably Eastern Carolina. Yeah, Eastern Carolina, the Pirates, <laughs> ECU. I mean, to me... <laughs> <laughs> you just waited full message Roginal. board. Full message board guy right there. Yeah. Um, full pack pride on us. It's just hilarious to read. Yeah. But no, I just feel like... All right, I admit. If they win the tournament, if the if the RPI is in that top 16, it's going to be very hard to say no. All right, late 90s, early 2000s message boarding. I did get a chuckle out of, some of, the, out of one name. Um, weak florist was not funny. Um, the one like Pirate Ezu, whatever. I'm trying to think of the others. The ones, the ones, the Tar Hole, whatever. The one I liked was Clem apostrophe S Clem's son, (laughs) because it sounds like redneck and southern. So I thought Clem's son was funny. Yeah, but uh, but that was it. All right, that was actually somewhat creative. I think so too. Like I Tar Hole and Ezu. Yeah. What are they? Wolf, uh, wolf puppies? Like, weak forest. It's just lame. <laughs> that man. is really bad. That is really <laughs> stupid. Like all of them suck. Uh, to be quite honest, they call it, like the UNCW the sea chickens. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are we doing, like, guys? Come are we on. Five years old. I know. 
<laughs> we say that and we're doing this dumb crap on the show. Yeah. Um it took a turn. Do you really <laughs> It sounds like you think that the Pirates have a shot to host a regional. I d- again, if you win the conference tournament and a lot has to to happen for that because I mean VCU gets to Sunday and they lose, I think it's the moot point. They have to win yeah. the conference tournament to get into the conversation. And the longer you play into the weekend, the more you're in the conversation. So for example, all these teams that ECU is competing against, the committee I think it sucks the committee, but they're all like just probably now talking, meeting this weekend, going into the weekend. The longer ECU is playing, the more their RPI is going to rise. The more they're going to be in the conversation each day. They're going to be like, "Hey, what about ECU? What about ECU here? What about ECU there?" So it's just the longer you play, and they're going to be playing in the Sunday if they do that and win potentially, then I think you're you're furthering yourself into that discussion. The bad, and this is kind of obvious at this point, but. The, the person on the other end of that what about ECU question is going to say the American stinks. Yeah, I mean that, but then you say, well they played a top 10 non-conference schedule. They, you know that team called Maryland that's going to be a, a national seed? Yep. Uh, ECU beat the Turks. They beat them. They lost 2-3 to Carolina, but hey they went out and played them. They won the one home game. They played two on the road. You know that number two team in the country? Virginia Tech ECU played them. So I mean, didn't beat them. You played like, a top ten non conference schedule. You played almost as many road games as home games. It's you know the the one thing the one metric that obviously will hurt ECU is that they only have two top fifty wins. But if you look at Maryland's top fifty wins, if you look at Southern Miss's top fifty wins, it's not much better. And they're talked about as potential national seeds. What if a guy I really like personally, Max Stokes, didn't call time? Then ECU would probably have an RPI of nineteen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. And Saturday would not have been their first walk-off win of the year. That is true. Um, who was it? Was it Ryder? Zach? It might have been Zachariah. By the way, you're, are you calling everybody by their long name? Only now? when they do epic stuff. Zachary Agnos, Benjamin, raking, hashtag mm-hmm. raking Benjamin. Um, I think it was Zach that said, and this, I forgot about this, they started two seasons in a row, I go, with walk-off wins mm-hmm. and didn't have their first until the final game of the regular season this year. That was pretty interesting. It is. It, because I feel like every ECU baseball season, there's a handful of I know, walk-off wins. More than one, yeah. Uh, and it seems like there is always one early in the season. There's always a couple in conference play. And for whatever reason, this team didn't have many of those wins. Before the winning streak, they really didn't come from behind that much in the late innings. And they started to do that during this winning streak. And clearly lately, which has led to some more of those opportunities, and they finally get a walk-off win. They've had a couple wins where they score the go-ahead run the eighth. But it was just, you know, it's just great to see a walk-off. It is a lot of fun, especially when it's Bryson Worrell, the senior on senior day, hitting a walk-off ground ball to second which was the most typical East Carolina walk-off of all time. A double to barely pass the shortstop. Yeah, a double that never should have happened. <laughs> and then uh, Lane Hoover scores from – it really was. I tweeted this out. It was like the end of Major League. Jake Taylor does like a, kind of a half bunt <clears throat> to the right side. The second baseman says a cuss word, goes in, tries to make the play to first, safe, throw home late. The Indians win it. The Indians win it. Oh, my God. The Indians win it. It's ECU baseball. We'll be back after this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Moving on to football, I go. We've been waiting three weeks to talk about this. 
It's old news at this point. I'm already. Where is that depth chart? I'm actually already releasing an updated depth chart tomorrow. <laughs> Are you really? No. <laughs> I should though. Just actually, how many additions to the defense have been added since you put I mean, this out? At least two, maybe more. There's been a linebacker. Three or four. Yeah. Yep. A uh, couple DBs, couple linebackers. Couple DBs, couple linebackers. Yep. I think three DBs. I'm not sure if I have a pre-Washington in there at, at corner, the Buffalo transfer or not. Well, See, let's. Well, let, what's your uh, strength on the defensive side? What uh, defensive position line? Group? I mean, just in terms of numbers, tackles or ends? interior defensive line. All right, there's like a million of them, and they can all play. I mean, they go legit eight nine deep. You love. We love to talk about proven commodities. Mm-hmm. I would say Elijah Morris, Rick, the bro. <laughs> We had the, we did this all last year. Debru. I had a brain fart there. Rick Debru's a pretty rocked up guy. Uh certainly proven. Anybody else here proven? Everybody. Uh I mean as got, far as uh, why do you Rad Ware? Right. You got Ware McIver, like I've heard like who's uh who's Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson him? is a big old boy. He's three hundred pounds. He played a lot last year. He played a good amount. I mean he, he had a really good spring. All those guys came in the same class for the most part. J.D. Lampley? J.D. Lampley's a true freshman. Okay, he's new. Shondre Mims, grad transfer from Charleston Southern. Okay. He's going to play. You've got them ahead of guys who are almost proven at this to point. To me, in the spring, Mims and um, Lampley were just as good as the second teamers. This is going to get me too fired up. What's going to happen? And say this is the most depth ECU's it ever had nearly, on the defensive line. easily the most well, they've had since. In the modern era. Yeah. Now, what ECU needs to do is redshirt some of these guys to space them out because they're all like the same class. And what needs to, you don't want all those guys graduating in the same year. This is classic NCAA football. I go on Xbox. Right, you got to redshirt them. I know you promised them all kinds of things when you brought them in, but you got to redshirt these guys and keep them here. Got to space them out. You don't want to lose eight interior defensive linemen in one class. How about the ends? Uh, Hickman Stevens proven. How about that group? Yeah, you feel good about those two guys. I mean, those are the guys that are going to play down in the with their hand in the dirt. And then, of course, you got the the edge rushers. You know, Josiah Robinson is the one that I'm keeping an eye on. Michigan State transfer from last year. If he can stay healthy, I think he can make an, an impact. Okay. Uh, your rush outside linebacker, Jeremy Lewis, uh, made some strides last year at that position. Yeah, he was probably your best pass rusher all season long, and that was the first time playing defense. So I think he's... I think he's really due for a even better year. Having you on the show, I hear about names earlier than I would like to because I've, I hear about them when they're in high school still. But Eric Doctor is a name I've heard about a lot. Is Eric Doctor a factor? Is the doctor in? The doctor has been working his tail off because he got moved from inside linebacker to outside linebacker last year, midway through the fall, I want to say. He's probably more of your depth special teams guy at this point. They brought in okay. Jack Powers, Nevada transfer, to kind of be a, a bridge there behind Lewis. But I think uh, Doctor is a guy who could definitely help. All right. Uh, at your inside linebacker position, we know about Xavier Smith. Uh, Jacoby Simpson. Jacoby Simpson is a transfer. Former. He was here last year. He was here last okay. year. Got his feet wet in the defense. Played at TCU. Went to junior college. Transferred to ECU really big athletic linebacker just got, has continued to improve and then another linebacker position uh will what is the will so the you have the side. mic in the wheel the wheel is going to be more playing in space dropping in the coverage typically the mic is more of a bigger downhill run stopper guy for the most part whereas the wheel 
more typically covers more ground miles barry makes plays on the field he's also like the most mature you look at his grades like he does it all great good college athlete outstanding represent representative of east carolina uh sam linebacker jackson also and um so two new additions to linebacker you've got mike edwards transfer from georgia southern and chance base chance bates transfer from kennesaw state at that inside linebacker position yep so further depth uh chandler you're a gyra guy gerard stringer still demetrius mooney god that's the guy that's the name that i've heard i feel like for years who demetrius mooney who is uh played what special teams <clears throat> i go last year yeah and i thought he looked really good in the spring you know the interesting thing with gyra is he spent some time playing safety in the spring because they want to make it so they can get him and gerard and potentially mooney on the field at the same time and so you have a lot of position flexibility with, with a lot of those safety sams that sort of stuff like tegan wilk He's on the safety depth chart, but if he if they want to, they can move him to Sam. He's played both in the past. Looking at some other safeties, uh, field safety, as it's called, as you call it, Julius Wood, Sean Dorso, he's been around a while, uh, Devin King, Devon King. Yeah, former Marshall transfer, joined last year. But I think you'll see Julius Wood, in my opinion, if he stays healthy. You know, He's got as much talent as anybody in that safety room. He's long, he can run got his feet wet last year i think it was a temple or south florida game he just looked really good last year when you had to fill in for a couple of injuries kingston mckinstry sounds like a like a snotty british millionaire <laughs> kingston mckinstry former juco recruit missed last year most of it with a injury missed the spring with an injury and this will be kind of his this preseason i think is crucial for him he's got it and he's shown that he can be a physical safety I think he can be a special teams guy, but I think he's somebody who needs to, you know, kind of prove some stuff this preseason just because he hasn't been able to practice. Legitimate question that is uncomfortable to ask for some. I think the answer is no to this question. Do we overhype Tegan Wilk because he's a little white guy? But but it seems like he's got the nose for the ball, always around it, instinctive. Can get the ball out. Too. Like I think he's a, he's a legit player, right? It just seems to me like – the type of player every great defense has, especially at ECU, like you, you think about the great ECU defenses. You always have like an undersized guy, whether it's you know Jaquan McMillan or Damon Magsu, it doesn't matter. Like if they're white or black or whatever, like you just got a guy who maybe doesn't look the part, right? But has such great instincts, just knows where the ball is, knows where the football creates turnovers, and. To me, Tegan is that guy. Like he's not going to wow you with his size or his speed. Now he is pretty built, but he's not very tall. He's not extremely fast. If he runs the forty, I don't think he's going to blow anybody away. But his game speed plays so much faster than than his actual speed because he's so instinctive. And last year, to me, he showed he could be a you know a deep safety more so than just a guy in the box. I remember when Aaron Ramsour just first started playing when he was here. It seemed like his snaps to plays made ratio was very high and i feel like wilk was that way last yeah, year it seemed like he was always around it definitely i mean he was i think he only played like 200 something snaps but he was the you know if, if you buy into the pro football focus thing they graded him out i think as one of the top defensive players on the team you disrespectful son of a go back up and let's talk about my guy ty moss no Come mention on. of Tom Moss, but he is in the depth chart. Hey, my guy, Whiteville, stand up. Quarterback at Whiteville when I was calling their games back in the day. 
disrespectful. So tell us about Ty Moss, Chandler. How will he fit into the defense this year? Well, look. I, <laughs> you we'll want see, it, you look, got it, buddy. Look, I mean, he was a quarterback at Whiteville. Stop saying look and just talk. If he makes an interception, say he makes an interception, he's running down the field. Of course, you have to throw that ball backwards, but guess what you got? You got a former quarterback in Ty Moss. Wait. If he has to throw that ball backwards. His biggest strength is laterally. Oh, dude, you should see this guy. I mean, it is insane. Um, but no, I, I, he's got. What if speed. he doesn't get an interception? He, he's got. Spe- he's got speed. Speed. He's got speed. Um, and can cover a lot of ground. And I, I'm very. He did also played safety at Whiteville. Can you and, tell like uh, Mike Houston talking about him? Well, Ty, well, Ty, 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 I tell Ty, I tell Ty a lot, but uh, he has to rise to that standard. We're trying to get him on the field, uh, but he's a he's a good kid. He 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 does a lot for us in our program. Thank you. <laughs> when you were saying speed, it reminded me speed. of speed. He's got speed. All right, speed. He's, uh, he's a hard nose, hard nose player. Is he working hard? Would you, was he maybe working a part of his body off at practice? He's working his freaking tail off. He, Thank he, you. And that, that's, that, what I want. that's the thing about that kid. He, yeah. he works his freaking tail off. Thank you. Uh, big year from Malik Fleming. I go great opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> he does have the opportunity to be the number one, and uh, some guys left that room, and I would assume he's going to be counted on quite a bit. Yeah, Malik, I think will be kind of the unsung. He's been good hero. too. I mean, he's been the unsung hero. I think of the secondary the last few years, and I think this is a. A great chance for him to really he, he said in the spring he's really kind of taking that leadership role just kind of on his own i mean as an upperclassman now i guess it kind of happens naturally he's the most experienced guy in the room and he's just a guy that has no fear you know the thing that strikes me with malik is you like you talk to him we talk about guys who are undersized but man he's got a chip on his shoulder he's confident as heck he has no shortage of confidence like i'm sure if you put a 6-3 receiver across him like that probably just raises his game to another level because he seems to believe in himself. This is a position that has names I recognize, but you know Hickman has been around a while. So Powell, we know that name, but is this his first year going to corner? He started his career as a corner, then moved to safety, now back to corner. I mean, to yeah. me, body wise, he's more of a corner. Now he plays more like a safety because he likes to be physical, good tackler, physical. Um, Competes. But those two guys, to me. Yeah, those two guys, and then is the pre-Washington up there? Uh, uh, no. So he was a Buffalo transfer added. He's played over 600 snaps, and he will be um, in that competition as well. All right. Good and stuff. they added uh, junior college transfers. Um, Siobhan Revel, I think, is going to be a guy who can make a play. We'll see how they translate from JUCO to, to D1. But him and the guy they just added from um, – from Hutchinson, I can't think of his name right now, but he's a six-two, two hundred pound corner, physical, big. He'll be the biggest corner in the room right away. Uh, have we talked to you? I know we did before it happened, but Camaro, Camaro Edmonds, yeah, yeah, is uh, is on the roster. He's he's a running back, right? He's he's coming as a running back. All right, is this the Havelock kid? Yeah, he is from Havelock. Big boy. I said that just because CJ always reacts. Yeah, they have luck. Two twenty-five, two thirty. I mean, he's. Uh, you know, we talked about him. I think last week, I kind of teased to watch out for him. And yeah. He committed, and you know, I think he's thankful for the chance to get back home to East Carolina. He had some interest in ECU out of high school. I remember talking to him after they offered him in high school. 
you know, just to me, gained a little bit too much weight. We'll see. I, I'm interested to see how he looks in preseason camp. Yeah. You know, if he can find that sweet spot where physicality and maintain his quickness, I think he can help. All right, uh, Chandler, the videos are up on Pirate Radio. Lane Hoover, Bryson Worrell, and expecting one from old Zach Agnos as well. Yes, sir. I got good stuff, man. Good stuff. We talked. Uh, we did not talk hoops this week because we have Mike Schwartz on Monday, so we can take right. a break and get more into that in June. And you talked to Mike Schwartz on your podcast, right? Talk a little bit about why your do podcast. you do that? What is your obsession? Oh, Chandler wants to get on the podcast. Bad. Will you please have him on as a guest? No, I, that's not why. <laughs> please, I, I, no. Who I should I get on first, Glenn or you? Because both of y'all continue. No, Glenn to... really wants to be on your podcast. Glenn really does. So he, get he, call, he keeps calling you a coward. I'm not I keep <laughs> telling Glenn. I'm like, hey man, like after football season, we're going to get you on. Hey man, this summer we're going to get you on. I still haven't got him on yet. So never do it and have Chandler on because that'll make Glenn really mad. No, I, mean, I just want to plug your podcast because I mean. I've, Maybe people don't know about your podcast. People go, "Oh, look! I don't want to read. Look, I don't like reading. Maybe you can't read, and you don't want to. You know, you don't want to go and hoist the colors. Maybe because you don't like to read, or you look. You also look. Listen, listen, listen look. Shirley, also, take us to break. You also have a podcast where we'll you be talk. back with you. Oh, we got to open don't up the have booty to bag. Read. You can listen to Steve and I go. Booty, 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 on his booty, 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 podcast. booty, 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 Thanks. booty, Thanks booty, booty, Shirley, what are we uh, giving away today? A pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Go see the Woodies on us. And an appearance to the hey, Voice of Colors podcast. What caller are we looking for? 12. All right, caller 12, 317-1250. We'll be back with more. I go, thanks for hanging out. Podcast. Check it out. Voice <laughs> of Colors. I'll see you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow closed up 191 points at 32,120. NASDAQ was ahead 170 points at 11,434, and the S&P was up 37 as well at 3,978. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And congratulations to Ray Odom of Winterville. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. And baseball, of course, is the uh, is back in Kinston. If you want your single game tickets, uh, and uh, also check out all the fun promotions that are planned this season right now, you can go to their website. That's woodducksbaseball.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All righty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live. Quick look, quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Ah, uh, Tulane up nine to six on South Florida. And the Bulls are running out of time. It's in the bottom of the eighth, so they're going to have one more at bat to try to stay alive in Clearwater, Florida. Um, I don't know what made me think of this, but... Why do you have that? (laughs) I I didn't even see it sitting there. I wanted to see, like, how long... So this came out. This is uh, Duke's Mayo, the official Uh Duke's Mayo 
bottle. Courtesy of... Is this of a bottle? A jar. Jar is the word I'm looking for. Good God. I know. Uh, courtesy of Ronnie Woodward, formerly That's of right. The Reflector. Thank uh, you, Ronnie. He uh, he brought this back from Bank of America Stadium. Sure did. When ECU played App State to open up the season last year. So this is from early September. Like, September a, 1st. Faithful Thursday. Yeah. Um, when do you think... This is for Chandler and for CJ. Okay. All right. What do you think the expiration date is on this Mayo that was passed out to people on September 1st of last year? I will say March of 2023. Okay. Yeah, because you're asking, I have to assume it's a long time. So I'm going to say... Let's go September of 2023. Okay, so you're going two years. You're going about a year and a half. Shirley, do you have an estimate? Uh, What is the expiration date on this Mayo that was given to folks September 1st, 2021? I'm going to say December 2024. Good Lord Almighty. Would any of y'all like to try this? No. No, thanks. Why? It's clearly still good. Is it expired? It has expired. Oh. It is not expired. All it says is best Spire. by uh, May the 14th, 2022. May the 14th be with you. Yeah, we're 11 days off. But all it says is best by. Or it, should it be Mayo the 14th be with you? <laughs> oh, no. Chandler closes this out with the hits. So I was about to make me a sandwich, but now I can't. Because this, I don't know. It's, it's still hungry. good. It's still good. Right. It says Best Buy. It's like it's not the best. It hasn't it even taste. been opened yet. No, nah, it's unopened. It is a. If anybody would like to try it, nah, no, because mayo's the reason I. W- the one time I got food poisoning, it was because of mayonnaise. Oh, oh don't was it Duke's you, mayo? Oh, Shirley. Look at you blaming expired. Whitey. Shirley, don't start that. Blaming it was Whitey. expired mayonnaise. Oh, way to go. Mayonnaise, sure. Mayonnaise. Hadn't touched it since. Mayonnaise made me think. <laughs> she's gonna uh, come in there i am scared <laughs> of expired stuff surely because of milks so when i was a yeah, kid yeah i'm the same way you know when you uh man that that freedom you have that that feeling of being independent when you can uh pour your own uh bowl of cereal oh yeah so i don't know how old i was but it was pretty early on those days what are you shaking your head at uh, he oh, can't pour his own bowl your yet. mommy still does it for you okay. yeah no wonder no. you don't know what we're talking about because no, i still don't know how to pour my own cereal <laughs> <laughs> so i put the cereal in i'm thinking maybe fruit loops perhaps apple jacks nice. uh pour the milk for some reason i don't notice it's a little lumpy <laughs> oh no i don't know if it's lumpy <laughs> but it was sour it was and i take it and oh it's the worst i've had milk and cereal since then but i always remember to check labels from that moment on because it was a bad experience okay so let me ask you this question when it has an expiration date on the the milk carton when is it that you decide okay Mm. do you wait till the day that it's supposed to have expired do you wait till the day before right I like hear what you're how, saying. how close to the expiration date do you go mm, i don't want to chance this i'm pretty because milk's pretty far off when you buy it from the grocery store oh, yeah. it's like a week and a half out right yeah at least so yeah if i'm close to it i'll just you know what i can pony up some money to go get a gallon of milk <laughs> yeah i can't i can't trust it and i mean because even like i smell it before i pour it yeah yeah and that's just a habit that i have and especially if i get a little too close to that expiration if date, you're within like two or three days i start yeah, to get nervous yeah i start getting nervous and i start 
sniffing now bread oh. like i can go a little because like the bread will get a little i guess harder or whatever yeah. but like i've gone to the expiration date for bread and a couple days over and had a sandwich well or i mean oh, how, yeah. how many people have gotten food poisoning from bread i'll go past the bread because the i mean the problem's the mold you can you can see that oh right yeah, yeah you can pick that off yeah what are you okay. looking at there? I have a, uh, <laughs> I have another big. Uh-uh, we don't. We I don't have another no. big game boomer. We don't special, oh and I hate God. to get off this topic, which I'm glad we are. Um, uh, big game boomer teams that need to be in a Power Five conference coming in at number eight. Eastern Carolina. All right, fine. Thanks, Chandler. We just had the big, bo- the big boomers bro on while ago. Stephen, I go. All right, uh, Shirley, CJ, Chandler, we'll see you fine folks Thursday, 3 o'clock. We'll uh, talk to Ryan McManus, who... Will he be at Trivia the Night? Perhaps. He's become a regular, but he's a senior analyst. He was last year for the Pirates football program. I believe he has a new title for this year. Uh, we'll talk to him uh, for the first time. Looking forward to catching up and talking to, meeting Coach Ryan McManus. Also... QB1, Holt Naylor is going to join us on the show on Thursday. That and a lot more. Brandon Manning will open up the Rage Room. We'll have a good time on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.